Hello. How are you? Hello. Hi. Let me get my mic Good, in front of me instead of... Oh yeah, James, I also have a mic stand you can use here in my house that I use every night when we podcast. Oh, hey, cool. Perfect. It's a little heavy Perfect. to get in front of me sort of quietly while we're recording. <laughs> Is that what that bass sound was that I just heard? Yes. Ooh, my cat was... cannot decide whether or not he wants to be in or out of the room or the house. And so he'll go through a door and then immediately try and come back in or out. Right now he's being a bastard. He has food, and I just caught him eating the dog's food. So I don't understand. <laughs> Dominance. <laughs> he also followed me last night to Valley Brew. Because, you know, we, we Wait, let him outside, what? yeah. So, okay, yes, he, he has taken to walking with me and my dogs uh, to the end of the street. Okay? We, uh, you know, usually he turns back and goes home because we walk around the block. But so he, it was just me and Jenny last night going to Valley Brew. And the cat followed us. And then we crossed the street and he followed too, but he was like utterly confused. Right. <laughs> and so he, he followed us into the parking lot and then stopped halfway, like by the double doors and just stared at us. And we just kept walking. And then he goes, meow, you know, but stayed there. And we thought, okay, that was it. That was as far as he was comfortable. He was going to go home. Yeah. Right. So we stayed at Valley Brew for like an hour and a half. And we come outside and we were talking to Dennis about the fact that our cat followed us. And he's like, well, there's a cat right there. And I was like, what? <laughs> Fucking. And I look over and there was my goddamn cat just waiting for me in the wow. parking lot of Valley Brew, right? So, yeah. So I go to pick him up. And then some other fucking, like, patrons of Valley Brew thought that we were just picking up a stray cat. And so they, like, tried to call him over, too. Like, come here, kitty. And I was like, fuck you. Like, this is my cat. <laughs> Literally my cat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That's so crazy. Yeah, and so then, like, he didn't want to be held. He, you know, like, we picked him up, and he's like, showed us our normal love, and then he was just like, no, put me down. And then he, like, led us home. Like, he would walk, like, three feet and then look back to make sure we were following. He, he like, <laughs> he did not approve that we went to Valley Brew. Wow. Yeah, too too far for his tastes, it sounds mm -hmm. like. Exactly. <laughs> huh. That's amazing. I'm trying to see, because I never checked so while you're talking i'm trying to do this other thing that i sorry it doesn't matter it's taking too much brain power so i'm just gonna pull up my phone and do it what were you doing i was trying to see if our podcast ever ended up on on spotify oh it's supposed to be it's supposed to eventually but it's a it's a long process and no. arduous i'm sure we're not no, there not yet there. not quite there um and it's not like it's. I literally don't do anything. It's like click a box, like check a box. Do you want to be on Spotify? Yes. <laughs> so it's no just, payment required. Very hard. Nope. Yeah, nothing like that. So it's just a matter of having Fireside, who hosts our podcast, do the legwork after I check the box, and it just hasn't <laughs> happened yet, which is understandable. <laughs> I'm totally good. Just thought so I. So we check. have. A hundredth episode coming up sometime, don't we? Or did we pass it already? Mm. No. <laughs> We've lost a lot of episodes. Away from that. We have 35. <laughs> hey, okay. All right. So so question to our listeners now. I want you to be thinking about anything that you'd like us to discuss or to do for our hundredth episode. You've got some time. 35 weeks. <laughs> 35 <laughs> weeks until we're at 70. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 70 is a big one. 75 is also a big one. Well, I mean, so so if you, the way, you know, there's about 50 weeks in a year, 
on paper yeah. we put out an episode a week on paper obviously Monday, that doesn't yeah, happen yeah. <laughs> so we're a little over a year which means we've only missed 20 weeks slash <laughs> slash there, there are quite a few episodes that i have uh canned because they're just not good or sometimes we would talk to way too personally for a while yeah i would start Maybe editing like things the... out and yeah, yeah edit out half the episode <laughs> Or a minute forty-five of me editing out our personal comments. I go, you know what? I'm just, I'm just. Uh, this episode this is done, archived. <laughs> yep. For our premium subscribers, so yeah. if you want to pay, <laughs> right? For our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For our Patreon. For a hundred dollars a month, you can listen to us <laughs> talk shit on everyone. Yeah. Unless you're personally one of the people that we know, in which case you have to pay two hundred because you're probably included in there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's some people for when they say, "Oh, you have a podcast." I'm a little, yeah, like I don't no, tell I, them yeah. too much about it. <laughs> yeah, just so they don't find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One night, Jenny and I were at her parents' house, and it was a Sunday, and we were getting ready to leave. And she mentioned, she's like, yeah, James has to do his podcast. And they were like, oh, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we do. We just kind of hang out and talk. I didn't tell him the name or anything. It was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not an entire episode that once got binned. Oh, no. It was just us. No, it was the whole episode. Yeah. No, it was a bleep. It was a bleep. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, how was your guys' week slash weekend? Long. Yeah, still really? going. Oh, God. You you theater people in your long last week. <laughs> That's the thing. Sometimes they're beautiful, like, easy, easy sailing weeks, and sometimes they're as long as this one was. Yeah. Yeah, and they just keep getting longer. Shit just keeps getting added. Or stuff that, like, I knew that I was supposed to be doing for a long time and just forgot because I was doing other stuff is now, like, getting down to the wire, like, crunch time and shit. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, how was your week, Zach? <laughs> that was not not nearly as bad as your guys's. Oh, week, okay. Week was fun. Then I this was one of my uh, weeks where I worked Monday through Friday, so I had the weekend off. So I went hiking yesterday, and then uh, we're not at- a whole lot today. Cool. Uh, just in the Colorado National Forest, not really an actual area. Just this place that my dad used to go camping. He wanted to see if we could hike back to it. Because uh, he used to drive in back when he had a four-wheel drive, but now there's, like, a lot more people up there, so a lot of the roads are, like, gated off, so you just have to, like, crawl under the gates and stuff. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> he wants I mean, to backpack it, in there. That'll be fun with the whole pack. It's like gorilla hiking. It, 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 <laughs> it, uh, we actually were going to do that this weekend, oh. but um, there's still uh, no no fires allowed. Mm-hmm. And so we figured that would be pretty miserable for it to uh, get dark at like 6 p.m. and have no fire available. That does get tough. Yeah. Because it's more just, it's not that cold yet this time of year, but then it's like it's dark at 6. You don't want to go to bed for like four or five more hours. So all you have is like your headlamps. That's not like a, a fun light to have in the bright white glare of the headlamp. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Do you build fires in Jeff? Uh, well, you know, CJ can attest that I do not know really how to build a fire because, uh, you know, as CJ knows from when we went camping, there's a lot of lighter fluid involved, but, uh, my dad does know how to build fires. Yeah. And like back in the area that he backpacks, there's, 
it it's a um well, cj might have seen the picture of, of the river that runs by it on mm-hmm. instagram but it's like a relatively clear open area with a with a pretty large pool of water next to it um where the river kind of expands a bit okay and so it's a relatively like popular spot you can tell that you know at least once by every week or two there's someone back there camping um so there's like there's like four or five fire pits in like a half mile area along the river where you can tell people kind of normally camp and stuff that's and cool. one of the areas there's someone someone actually brought back like a cheap plastic like picnic table hmm. and just left it there yeah yeah I think just as a, you know, I don't know if they go back there relatively often or if it's just a, you know, for whoever wants to, wants to use it. Yeah, that's something, there's a weird, there's a, not weird, but there's like a culture of that in hiking and camping and stuff. What is going on with this? That, um, that, that kind of thing happens a lot where you start going, oh, this would be, this would be helpful for me to have. And so why not let other people have this in between times that I'm here? And it's yeah. not considered littering because it's a useful item, right? Yeah. Though there, there was a. You can you can tell that there's probably like some kind of people that don't. You can tell there's some people that aren't big like into the whole being hikers and caring about like the environment that go back there because on the way in there was some littering leading mm. up to. Ah, uh, that sucks. So you can tell that there's probably a mixture of both. Sure. Well, locals locals probably are the worst about that because people who actually live, oh, that was nice of my wife, um, who actually live in the area tend to be the worst about stuff. That's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. They take it for granted. It's not as pretty of you know vacation spot for them. It's just where they live. Yeah. Yeah. It's like walk walking along and you know, oh look, there's a there there's a there's a beer can. Someone mm-hmm. is drinking some Budweiser. <laughs> yep. I often think that if I became homeless, like that's how I would live. Like I would just go and fucking free camp in the forest. You know what? If you were good about it and like packed things out and stuff, then no one would have issue with that. Right. Right. Everyone who ran across you would be like, "No, that's just the guy who lives in the forest and like just takes care of things. <laughs> Don't worry about him." Yeah, my biggest thing is I have to know how to, you know, hunt or something like that. And yeah, I, I, I would, in, I would after like uh, three days, I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, where's where's the where's the grocery store? I need a sandwich." <laughs> yeah, you get pretty uh, resourceful when you're really hungry. And there's oh, um, I'm sure. yeah. and there's nothing else to do. I think I've told you guys about the time I killed a jackrabbit with a rock. I don't no. know if I ever have heard that. Oh, and if we have, I'd love to hear it again. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah, I went if on. If you a, did, that was very drunk, and I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a hitchhiking trip when I was 20 across the American Southwest, and um, at one point, I was in my final area, the place where I was heading the whole time, and. Uh, it was, I was real low on food and the place where I was heading, had turned out to be a lot harsher than I thought it was going to be. It was in South, uh, Southwestern Utah or middle or whatever. It was in the South of Utah. And so at one point I was, I was just, I hadn't eaten in a few days. And so I just started hucking rocks at jackrabbits, just hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> And I got one, and I, at least I knocked him out, and then 
took care of things and ate a jackrabbit, which don't they don't taste very good. In case you're wanting no. to go out and try some, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine it tastes like dark meat chicken. Kind of like that, and uh, and yeah. So I learned that I have it within me to do that, um, but I also learned that it's not ideal. Had you already the knowledge of how to skin and bloodlet this? This animal? No. Or did I, you figure that out? I kind of figured it out as I went along. Kind of winged it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty messy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, and then I boiled the meat and ate it, and away we go. Oh, boiled even. You didn't even char it. Well, I charred it later, but I wanted to be one hundred percent sure of. Yeah. yeah. No parasites. <laughs> yes. I mean that's smart. You guys ever watch Survivor Man? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, used to. Yeah, yeah. Once I learned that Bear Grylls had a lot more help than he ever let on, because at first it was like, "What? Survivor Man's a pussy? Bear Grylls yeah. is, you know, in the middle yeah. of the rainforest, and Survivor Man's just like <laughs> on a lake in Alaska? Come on!" And then it turns out, like, no, Bear, Bear Grylls was the pussy. And, had a camera crew, and yeah. And not even really a pussy, because that's the thing about Bear Grylls, is that it's just that he wasn't actually doing it. He right. could do it, but Probably, he also was yeah. in a place in his life where he didn't have to, so he didn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think and, that was a big part of it, and which almost made it worse. Right, it was the fact that he was hiding all of that. Yeah. Right. So then, right. whereas Les Stroud shows himself doing shit twice for the better camera angle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because he's got like the one strapped to his head, and then the one that he stuck out five feet away in the field, and yeah, and then yeah, the one that he's setting up here to get a fixed shot, and then going and climbing this mountain again just so that he can fucking yeah, yeah. I when he started bringing friends in, I was like, okay, enough <laughs> of this shit. Like, all right. Well, that's partly, I think, because he didn't have the skills to go a lot of different places. Less so there was, yeah, so there was only so much he could do. Like, he couldn't go to Africa. He he didn't have the skills to survive in Africa. Right. He was kind of a dick to his friend. Like, was the he? first couple of times they were there, yeah. Like, his friend was like, yeah, why don't we do this? Like, why don't we, we're going to need spears, so let's, you know, like, sharpen these sticks. And he's like, God, we don't fucking need these spears. And then they fucking speared a fish, and he was like, all right, so maybe the spears were... <laughs> 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 Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> See the um, the when when it came out that Bear Grylls had so much help and wasn't really that like that far into the wilderness that really kind of soured me on like that whole genre of TV. Yeah. So yeah, I, I never really got into Survivor Man because you know kind of like what CG was saying. I thought um, it was. You know, I thought Bear Grylls was just cooler and Survivor Man wasn't as good. And then after I find that out about Bear Grylls, I'm just like, well, you know, I don't trust any of these people anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. No, I trust Les Stroud more than I trust Bear Grylls just because. I'd like, rather be in a plane crash with Les Stroud than Bear Grylls. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Easy. And he had some that were like where he's like, OK, so say in this scenario, I was driving in a Jeep and the Jeep broke down. Right. So how can I salvage things from the Jeep that I can take with me? Because I can't make camp here because there's no water. Okay. Right. Or, or a plane crash. Right. And then he did one episode where he faked a broken leg, you know, because yeah. he's like, so, yeah, my plane crashed and I fucking I injured myself. So I'm going to I'm going to give my I'm going to make myself a splint here and I'm going to survive with a splint, you know, and then one like he got like amoebic dysentery. 
and like just <laughs> got like Ooh, super shit. fucking sick for a week <laughs> and was like like near death and he eventually had to call like I, I think he only called his uh his rescue crew one time I for think. the dysentery the, yeah i think it might have yeah nice. he was like i'm gonna call it this is this is i can't i can't do this anymore and then yeah. he's like what that just goes to show you if you're just not careful at all you know, or if you don't pay yeah. attention to the, the parasites, or if because he, he had a he had like a, a cut on his toe or something, and he got into the mm. water in the oh. river, and he, he just got like some bacterial infection that just like fucked his shit up. Sure. So, Bear Grylls was always doing that stuff too, wasn't he? Where he was he was faking whatever the scenario yeah. was. Because yeah. I just when you were saying that, I just had this flash of something where he created some sort of skateboard sailboat. <laughs> of course he did. And okay, so now <laughs> I have to Google this. So no, it, like that was how he was gonna find his way to civilization and freedom. Bear <laughs> grills, skateboard, sailboat. Let's see if I get anything. All I remember is that it was something, 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 something. He ended up going through like the Gobi Desert on something with wheels, and he had made some kind of sail. <laughs> and the, so the sail was pulling him along, and he was just scooting, scooting right on through Bear Grylls Sail Desert. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> Here it is: homemade vehicle. Oh yeah, homemade vehicle, lovely. Which is okay. So now I have to Google that instead of watching a YouTube video. <laughs> Not homemade ice cream. Who's making ice cream in the oh middle my of God. nowhere? Uh, I mean, I would. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> this is homemade with these wheels and it fucking yeah. This is nonsense, Bear Grylls. <laughs> there was a show that I have only seen two of called Stuck with Hackett, oh. which I really, really appreciated. And Hackett is uh, like uh, an engineer, and he basically shows you how to to live with modern life and modern conveniences. In like an abandoned house or in like the desert or whatever. Like he brings air conditioning to a hut that he makes. You know, with, yeah. So like it's stuff like that, like modern like feats of engineering with like garbage, which was cool, you know. But uh, it wasn't the same as like survival. Like it was yeah. obvious that he had a crew and that he had help and that it was like a, a planned scenario, you know. Oh. What? So why, Bear Grylls? Why are you wrestling with a parachute? <laughs> I'm watching this video. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> He well, he, I, it's his scenario was something like he had to jump out of an airplane, so he had the parachute the whole time. And this random frame of, t- okay, I don't, enough. I don't remember where he got the tires <laughs> and stuff. But it was like this, it was like the big hero shot at the end of that episode of him just sailing his way through the desert. Yeah, that's where we're at now. But my thing is, like, look, I know how the physics of a parachute work. He has goggles right. on, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay, stupid, oh stupid bear grills. Just go drink your own piss. It's fine. <laughs> it's sterile. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know you're sterile. <laughs> so, like, I'm thinking, like, look, he, he like the, he made this big old show about how to, like, you know, wrestle with this parachute and make it go back. But I'm like, look, just hold the end of the parachute that opens, right? You hold it closed and don't let it parachute you and just walk the other way, right? It doesn't need to be that big of a thing, yep. you know? I don't know. It's nonsense. <laughs> It's nonsense. Chris Hackett is, it's sounding familiar, but, oh, I watched Stuck with Hackett. Yeah. Now that I see him with his dreads, I remember yeah. this. 
He was featured as one of ten contestants on the TV show Mythbusters: The Search. Oh, interesting. And they determined that he had good enough charisma to get his own show. This was Stuck in twenty. Back. This was in twenty seventeen. So I think he was a known person. Oh. Because um, I remember watching Stuck with Hackett in like twenty fifteen, maybe twenty fourteen. Oh, this was the search to replace Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently two people won. But not Hackett. Uh, contestants, winners, I don't know. This is a very confusing page. <laughs> <laughs> All I can see is that Nerdist Science Editor Kyle Hill ended up hosting the series. Oh, no, he hosted this the Search series. I don't know who won. Yeah, I don't know. Someone. So speaking of Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman, yeah, I uh, you think that they are friends in real life, but they have like oh, they don't like each on, other. No, and they're on record. As I've heard like, that, yeah, yeah, they don't like go to dinner. They don't hang out. Like they clock in for work and then you know they leave when they're done, which is funny to me. Like because they're you know they're cordial and stuff to each other, and they work in such close quarters. Like you can only you know I personally can't help but be friends with the people that I work with, well, unless is, they're bastards. This is the same with. It, it, it's a lot of famous duos, like the ones that succeed. It tends to be this way. Um, Penn and Teller don't yeah. hang out at yeah, all. Yeah, they also don't. Once Correct. they step off oh, really? stage. No, they're not friends. I mean, well, they're, they're friends, but they're not really friends. They're friendly. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. They're not best friends. They each have their own group of friends, and that's who they yeah. hang out with. Amy Poehler and uh, uh, Tina Fey are the same. Yeah. They work well together, and they are not going to ruin that by hanging out every night. Well, but they also don't even work well together. They both just make good comedy. That's why no, neither one of them have done like a show with the other one, right? They both had their own shows, and that's where it ended. They did a movie because of contract, but like, yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't they? Weren't they? Oh, they were both just involved in Mean Girls. That was a Tina Fey, I guess. Yeah, and then, but and the movie that they did together was uh, Baby Mama. Sister, yeah, Baby Mama. That's right. I just watched um, it the other day. I can hear them. Right. How was it? It's fine. It's a fine movie. My wife is is watching The Office in the room. I'm so jealous. Nice. <laughs> nice. We just finished Parks and Rec again for like the 10th time. <laughs> <laughs> we watch it. At this point, it doesn't like we've seen all the episodes. So we watch it until we fall asleep. And then Netflix finally asks us if we want to continue. Um, you know, so like two or three episodes go unwatched, you know, sure. all the time. Um. But That's just one now, of those things they, you you watch it so much that you pretty much know all that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I like something happened earlier, and I was like, "Wait, how did we get here?" And Jenny's like, "Cause remember they blah blah blah," and I was like, "Yeah, but did we watch that?" And she's like, "Yeah, we we're passed out." I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was on, and we were there. Yeah, it existed. There's there's a handful of episodes that I tend to miss. Because that's yeah. the exact same way with me. It's like I'll I almost always miss because it's only three or four episodes. I almost almost always miss the three or four episodes with Idris Elba. Oh yeah, which are he's good. one of my least favorite on the show or in general. On the show, I like him as a as an actor. <laughs> he's a fine actor. He's a, he's a very good actor. But but his character on on the show, The Office, is one of my least favorite. Oh yeah, he's total. He's right at the towards the end of when they were doing like real life cringeworthy stuff. Yeah, and yeah. he was very. He brought out a lot of very real life cringeworthiness. Yeah, 
Like the whole, like, why work harder than you have to, right, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> like, come yeah. on, like, don't be a dick. <laughs> There's a great scene I tried, tried to show my wife, and she just wanted to go to sleep, so. Because <laughs> I, I spend all day, I just, all day long, I'm just sitting around, and I'm thinking about The Office, and I'm thinking about The Beatles, and that's just how my brain is, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> So I'm just thinking about it, and I'm trying to explain to her, like, there's this really great moment when Idris Elba almost breaks on camera, and, like, it made it to, to it made it to air because probably he kept breaking. And so they had to go well, with the best. Um, so it's right when it's right when Michael quits. And, okay. And David Wallace comes back. Spoiler alert, everybody. Michael quits for a little bit. Spoiler alert <laughs> oh, no. 15 years ago. <laughs> So, um, David Wallace comes in and he goes, hello everyone. And then there's like two or three people go, hi, hi. And then David Wallace like launches into his big speech to the whole office and he's about two sentences in. And then Kevin goes, hi. (laughs) 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 And then behind, behind David Wallace, you can see Idris Elba like just about break. And then David Wallace is like. Hello, and then continues <laughs> with the speech. It's it's one of the great moments. Kevin has most of the great moments. Yeah, he really does. Oh, I just got my friend's parents for Christmas. I got them a hand drawn cartoon of Kevin, kind of looking like a pig, carrying his famous chili into the office. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I don't so watch sad. The office, and I've, I've seen that video on on Reddit a couple times. It's so <laughs> sad. He works so hard. <laughs> it's probably the thing I do best. <laughs> Just as he's scooping it back into the pot with a clipboard. <laughs> so there's a guy that I work with that Jenny calls real life Scott Stutz. She doesn't even oh. call him by his name, not to his face. But sure. Every time we talk about this guy, she's just like Scott Stutz did blah blah again. I'm like, yes. Because Scott Stotts is the most, like, I have to either get out of the room if it's on or change yeah. the episode. I just yeah. can't be in the room for that episode. I, I tend to miss that one, too, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, you are. It's the worst. <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah. Zach, Scott Stotts is an episode where we find out that 10 years prior... Michael Scott had promised a classroom full of third graders that if they graduated high school, <laughs> he would pay for their college education. Uh, oh, shit. And then... Has not been saving up for anything. Not at all. all. And he finally... He finally <laughs> just is like, okay, fine, I'll go to the school and like see these kids. Because the just, whole class is graduating now. They love oh, it. Shit. He inspired all of them to stay out of gangs and do well in school. Oh my and they're god! All graduating. And they made a song about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, um, oh, holy it's shit! It's awkward even talking about it. Like, yeah. my skin is crawling right now. All he could afford, and what he offered to them instead of a college education, was laptop batteries. Yeah, oh, not even laptops. God. Just a bunch of laptop batteries. The batteries, holy yeah. shit! So he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't pay for your college. I can't afford it. I thought I'd be a millionaire by now, but I'm not. Uh, anyway, uh, 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 uh. when you're going to college, it's important that you have a laptop. <laughs> and they're all like, "Yay!" They're all like, "Okay, okay, I can deal with this." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Your laptop is nothing without a laptop battery." <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that just oh man, yeah. That's, 
<laughs> the erupt even even watch. <laughs> and then so in one of them, like he he shits on all these kids' dreams, right? And one of them chases him outside, and he's like, "Dude, like why? Like what? Like you you're not even gonna help us out at all?" And he's like, "Okay, look." Like he's like, you get into college, and he's like, I will pay for your books. And the kid's like, okay, that's it's gonna be like a thousand dollars a semester. And he's like, ah, uh. <laughs> like ah, uh. like I, I, you know, I've got to move some money around. And yeah, yeah to his credit, he writes him postdated <laughs> checks for every semester for thousand dollars, and tells him you need to call me before you cash any of these checks. <laughs> to the one kid out of thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my that's so God. bad. It's just so awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, for... and then uh, Will Ferrell's character, I also hate D'Angelo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those episodes are just like my least favorite. Well, that that was that was meant to happen. It was supposed to be this contrast. Like, there's that great moment once Michael's finally gone and D'Angelo's taken over, where there's like, I don't remember what exactly happens, but right at the end of the episode, everyone's like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Yeah. He like yells at them or something. Something. And then and he like separates like the the star players from the not so star players. Yes. <laughs> Boy, I could talk about this all night, but I'm this is I'm sure very boring. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners who have either watched The Office or have not watched The Office. <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. same. They're like, Why are you still talking about this shit? Even the ones who have seen it are like, Yeah, I know. I, I, I yeah. watched it. Yeah, like we're we're right there with you, fella. <laughs> but on uh, a similar note, I I actually enjoy Parks and Rec more than I enjoy The Office. I could see that. I could see that. The Office. So if you haven't, if you haven't watched from, Parks and Rec, get into it. I I got into Parks and Rec much later. The Office mm-hmm. for me. Agreed. I I have so many fond memories of like my friends in high school us talking about the yeah. last night's episode of The Office every Friday. And like going over everything, every little joke, and like repeating the jokes back and forth to each other. And <laughs> but wasn't it weird when they did this? Do you think they maybe meant to do this? And just like it, it does have some good. Pronk is one of my favorite TV episodes of anything that I've ever watched. Mm. That's a, that's the that's not the last episode, but it's close to it. It's close to it. Yeah, it's real close to it. Um, yes, yeah, so that one's one of my favorites. I like Jim pranks a lot. Like all of the like the pranks that Jim pulls on Dwight, I feel like are clever. There's a we, I just watched this the other day. There's the one where Michael's going through all the complaints. Yeah, <laughs> and Jim just lists them, and, and he's like, and you he's know, just listing. When yeah. I say these in order, they sound real bad, but trust me, he deserves them. So Zach, <laughs> just to give you just to give you a flavor of it, so it'll be like, yeah. somebody replaced all my pens and pencils with crayons. I suspect Jim <laughs> Halpert or uh, my. <laughs> desk was moved two feet to the bathroom by the end of the day oh my God. <laughs> he's like yeah i just or, moved in an inch every time we moved up or, or somehow i smacked myself in the face with the phone <laughs> this morning i smacked myself in the face with my phone and then just everyone's like what what and, and then jim cut to jim he's like yeah i just kept adding nickels every time he would go away i would just open the handset and add nickels until he got used to it and then i just took them all out <laughs> oh my God. that's hilarious <laughs> Oh my god! Jim told uh, me that there was an abandoned baby in the bat in the women's restroom. When I went in to save it, I saw Meredith on the can. <laughs> now is is the because I know for some people they have this problem with the uh, Parks and Rec, but is <laughs> Office one of those shows where 
you sometimes should like skip the first season and go to season two, yes. try and get into it. Ish. That's tough with Parks and Rec. I wouldn't say that it's necessary. With The Office, I absolutely agree you should skip the first season. Yeah, but okay. With Parks and Rec, they kind of lay out all the characters. It's not as good, yeah. certainly. No, I, 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 I watched there. Parks and Rec a couple times. I just, I know, like, when I see some people recommending it, they say, oh, you know, skip season one or whatnot. Yeah. Season yeah, two I, I is when agree. it really starts to get good and you fall in love with the characters because season one, they're still working off of the BBC version. And in the yeah. BBC version, literally no one is likable by the... No, in the office. There, yeah. There's no not redeeming qualities to any of them. That's not how Americans work. We like to have some redeeming qualities. So it took them... Season two, they kind of revamped things and everyone had their redeeming moments. Yeah. The only reason I ask is because I, I tried to get into the office once, and I think I watched the first two episodes of the American version. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Why do people? Why do people like this? Yeah, it's really tough to watch the first season without it having full cringe. knowledge of everything. Yeah. Even Once, now, like I'll, yeah. I'll just skip a lot of the first season. You know, if I if we're like, okay, well, it's time to watch The Office again. I'll just start at season two or three. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you know that yeah, they yeah. they they wanted Steve Carell from the beginning? He was busy, so then they cast Bob Odenkirk, and then really, then Steve Carell became free. They fired Bob Odenkirk. Oh shit! And then that's How why. Shitty. That's why in the last season, Bob Odenkirk plays a very Michael Scott esque boss. He is. Yeah, uh, she she told me she was pregnant. She offered it. I didn't ask her. You heard? Yeah. I didn't ask her. She was pregnant. Because <laughs> a lot of girls get this job and then they get pregnant and they leave. So I, <laughs> but I'm not allowed to ask. Are you? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Now I, it, w- it would have been different. Steve Carell yeah. made that show for yes, for for what he did for it, you know. But like Bob Odenkirk is funny within his own right, but it's not the it's not the same. Wouldn't have been the same Michael Scott. I hated Steve Carell um, up until he got cast in that. I hated everything he had ever done. Really? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Especially because I was too big a fan of the movie Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Oh, and then Evan man. Almighty was... Yeah. yeah. But but it just even his character Evan in Bruce Almighty is so... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And, and then I also hated him on... Wasn't he on... Um, Daily Show. Yeah, I hated him on the Daily Show. At Helms, I loved on the Daily Show, so that was nice when he showed up. But and and you know what? It was looking looking at him. I think it was his haircut on the Daily Show. Probably. I really didn't like that haircut. Let me see him. Was he on the Daily Show? I know Steve Colbert was. Steve Colbert was. And I know that they both uh, ruminated. At uh, at Second City and Improv Olympic, so I'm not, uh, you know, it's possible. I, I maybe I'm super wrong. So now I'm on IMDb. Matriculate, <laughs> as it were. Matriculate actor. Go scroll all the way down. All right, let's see, let's see. Curly Sue. The know. movie? Apparently, that's like his From first. 1980s. 1991. Fucking who did he play in that fucking movie? Tessio. Okay, so like one of the gangsters? That's funny. I have no idea. That's his first credit here. Huh. Curly huh. Sue. That blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> Wait, well, I guess not, because Jim Belushi. So yeah, that, that was all the same fucking circle. Just shoot me. 
he was on an episode of Strangers with Candy, Bruce Almighty. Yeah, no, he was not on The Daily Show. No, but Colbert was. Yes. Colbert I loved on The Daily Show. Yeah, nope, nope, never mind. (laughs) Sorry, you hated him for other reasons. I just hated that guy. (laughs) He has an annoying voice. Yes, he does. Which he uses to, like, he uses well. He knows about it and he uses it. But he can actually sing well. He can sing pretty well and he can play the guitar too. <laughs> There's a really good episode of The Office where it's it's shown that Michael Scott cannot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's a credit here for Steve Carell in something called Tomorrow Night, which looks like is a movie. He plays mailroom guy without glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so there must be a mailroom guy who does have glasses from yeah. Tomorrow Night. This is That's oh, funny. it's a it's an early Louis oh C.K. God. The first ranked guy in the cast is named Skinny Man in Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Uh, Jim that up, right? Jim Earl, and then there's Larger Man in Rain. Okay, so no one has a name in this. What is this movie that you're tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Looking up on IMDb here. It's an hour and 30 minutes and no one has a name. Charles is the owner of a Photoshop. He's not too friendly and spends his evenings alone. One day he finally decides to get a social life. He meets elderly Florence who is tormented by her gambling husband, Lester and longs for the son, Willie. She hasn't seen or heard from in 20 years. (laughs) I would watch this. I would too. Tomorrow Night is a 1998 American absurdist comedy film written and directed by Louis C.K. and starring Chuck Squire. Starring Rick Shapiro, Louis C.K., Steve Carell, Amy Poehler. Greg Hahn. Chuck Sklar is not someone who has a picture, so he doesn't look like he's important. Yeah, Greg Hahn. <laughs> I love when actors fucking, like, who exist in movies and TV don't have pictures on IMDb. It's right. like, what are you doing to yourself here? Because you have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. I have an IMDb page, but I have to pay if I want my picture on there. Oh, interesting. Matt Besser huh. plays man who throws beard in water. <laughs> beard? Beard. <laughs> beard. Oh, well. That's fun. Yeah, let me just, let's see. Let me just make sure that it, I still have a page. Matt Walsh. This came right out of Second City. Like, I guarantee this. Improv Olympic. Frank Singer. Yeah. Yep, here I am. I am on uh, I'm on IMDb. Christopher C.J. Martin. Hey! What movie? Um, I've, I'm here for three movies. Thank You Places, Lover Money, and Lawkeeper. Huh. As an actor in three, and then I operated the drone for Thank You Places. Did you have to uh, put that in yourself, or did somebody else put that in, and then they contacted you to pay? Somebody else put it in, and then they let me know that if I wanted to have my picture and stuff, that I needed ah. to pay them. I see. I yes. see. Okay. You are known for your work on Thank You Places. Good to know. Because I have two credits on Thank You Places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Lawkeeper. Hey, can't argue with that. Lawkeeper was a funny one because I played cop number two, and I had like a lot of screen time, but it was for a 10-minute movie um, contest, so every single part of me being in the movie got cut except for one part where I'm standing next to cop number one and he says, you the sister. <laughs> oh, man. And so that's me in cop in, in, in Lawkeeper. <laughs> guy who stands next to other guy with one line. <laughs> hey, you know. So the movie that I was in I don't, it does not look like I am listed here. It's called Tapioca by Mike Hula, well, by Patty Houlihan, Patty who was the director. Houlihan. Yeah. The writers of it are Mike and Patty Houlihan. Uh, ben Vereen was in it, Chicken George, as it were. What? Uh, and the guy, Chicken George from, uh, from Roots. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, of course, Chicken George. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not even. <coughs> they forgot who I am. It's great. I was Fat Boy Number Three. <laughs> oh my god! What, what was the name of the movie? Key Lime Pie. What? Tapioca. Tapioca. Where did I get Key Lime Pie? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> no clue. Whatsoever. 2009 Tapioca. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one. Huh? 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 Oh, Patty, like like the old Patty. Yeah. Who was a twin, but he didn't tell anybody. And one day his brother Bill showed up, and I was like, hey, man. And I just continued the conversation I was having with Patty, and he's like, hey, I'm Bill. And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm not Patty. I'm like, "Uh, okay, are we we doing an improv? (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm literally Patty's twin brother, Bill. I'm like, "Uh, okay. Well, everyone in that movie, well, no, some people have pictures. Yeah, Dan Greenberg. He was in my class, Jim Crago. Huh. Jim Corain was my teacher for um, uh, the art of slow comedy. The art of slow comedy. That would have been a very interesting class. It was. We actually explored more than, like, it wasn't very funny. But when it was funny, it was, like, crying funny. But it was, it like, t- it taught us all how to act and how to be in the moment and how to just go wherever the moment took you. And that's what was slow. Right, what the slow comedy was because you know you're doing obscene, absurd shit. Sometimes obscene, but mostly absurd. But like you're committing to the realness of it, and then at the end of it, you know, it just was absolutely fucking hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah, those are some of my favorites. That or the non sequitur, but that that's that's hard. I think we've talked yeah. about this before. That's really hard to teach or to yeah. even do. So in the improv podcast, I listen to every single week when when um. Horatio Sands is on, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. But he's the only one who successfully pulls off that kind of move of just right in the middle of it, just like like you're doing drawing a scene. you in and committing. Yeah, but you're like you're doing a scene about like it's the couple in the drive through and they're like deciding on their order and then all of a sudden he's talking about spackling vagina shut. <laughs> You're like, the fuck? Yeah. And he's the only one who does stuff like that where you're like, oh, okay, that totally worked. That became a really funny scene. (laughs) And like anyone else who pulls that off, everyone's like, what? Shut up about, are you on drugs again? And then they like make it about whatever, this person's on drugs or something. Right. 
<coughs> which is a fucked up thing to do to an improviser. It's hard, yeah. Because you have to agree. You have to and it's, accept the reality. Yeah, it's the nice way of saying no but. Yeah, yeah. No but you are on drugs. Because so that might explain what you just you said, said is stupid, yeah. right? Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like SJ at my Delta improv class. People, the, bless his heart. He was a nerd and he was like, like made fun of in real life. Okay. Right. Uh, so like super skinny guy had, you know, hearing aids in both ears, like just tried really, really too hard for everything. But like, and he wasn't funny, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of like thug gangster types in my improv class at delta Mm. so anytime this kid was on stage they would pull out a fake gun and shoot him in the head oh right which is i mean and he committed to it and he died so many times uh and but it got to the point where harvey jordan had to be like okay okay so like uh, i see what you're doing and it was funny at first but like no more of this like you have to give people a chance to play no more people pull out guns and shoot people Right, but like, and then it it, it killed the whole energy because yeah. it became a game. Like, anytime he would step on stage, it was like, you know what, fuck you, and like shoot him, and it's like, okay, and he <laughs> yeah. would just die. You yeah. know, he would commit to it, but it's like, come on, like you're you're kind of shitting on this kid here. Yeah, that sucks. Yes, yes, it is the same instructions that Michael Scott's improv teacher gave to Michael because he kept pulling out the gun. I, I was I was trying to avoid bringing us back to the office, but yeah, I was sitting here thinking <laughs> yeah, the thanks, same Jenny. thing. <laughs> We've already been talking about The Office for like an hour. Our listeners don't care anymore. Yes, it's the same. It happens in real life and in real improv. Yeah. Zach, there's just an episode where we see Michael in his improv class and he he says something like, what's the most exciting thing that can happen in the movies or in real life? Someone has a gun. So he just is forever pulling out a gun in the middle of scenes and killing everybody. (laughs) That's amazing. So that's a little bit of life imitating art there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, so many things that happened in that show. I was like, wait, was was Michael Scott there? Was somebody who wrote The Office in my life? Like, what happened here? That was... A lot of improv. And the, the whole toothbrush thing, anytime they go to the improv, like, toothbrush. It's it's a running joke in the improv community that that's fucking what somebody's going to suggest every night. Because it's the one thing that everybody has in common. And it's something that everybody can think about real quick. Oh, Matt Besser has a thing. So first of all, uh, UCB does not allow suggestions of food. Right. They just right, because because every he's like everyone's always fucking hungry apparently, and so we <laughs> say, "Do you have any suggestions?" And everyone shouts out a dish they want to eat. But there's a big thing with pineapple. Yeah. People suggest pineapple a lot. So every every like thirty to forty episodes, it's more like like once a year on Improv for Humans. Um, he will go on a big rant about how everyone's always suggesting pineapple because the world has not stopped doing that. Right. And, um, <laughs> and then he'll force everyone on the show to do a scene based on the suggestion pineapple. Because <laughs> fuck you. you yeah. must. Oh my god. Yeah. So don't, Zach, if you go to an improv show, don't say toothbrush or pineapple or any food. No. <laughs> uh, you're not my supervisor. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. They'll be like, uh, really? Okay, dude, fine. Yeah, tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah, They might. <laughs> With a pineapple, in fact, because that yeah. makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that... What is that? Little Nicky? Yeah, it's Little yeah. Nicky. Yeah. Got an appointment with Hitler. Yep. Hitler gets a pineapple shoved up his ass every day while he's dressed like a <laughs> French maid. 
<laughs> You're schnirious. Schnirious. <laughs> I loved that movie. I haven't watched that movie in 15 years, 10 years. It's my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you because they just got progressively worse. That was during the golden years of Adam Sandler making movies. And then we had. I'm going to on mute for a moment. Okay. Wonder what he's doing. I, ooh. <laughs> we'll sit here and talk about it the entire yeah, time. I think that's a good idea because he probably is still listening. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's cranking one out really quick because he just really, really likes little Nikki? Oh, def- definitely. He's going to do that and take a quick pee. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's probably what it is. It was both. Knew <laughs> <laughs> it. Yes. Oop, is it more toilet. offensive to hear a toilet flushing or to hear somebody actually pissing on the air? I don't know. Def- I'm asking definitely actually hearing someone pee. Hearing somebody pee. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm I've done both. So I apologize to our listeners. <laughs> I don't think I think quick, you you were right on the right on the edge. <laughs> I don't know what um I don't think that I've ever put out an episode with uh, the sound of pee. Maybe yeah. I have. Early on, you called me out on it. It oh. sounded like I was pouring a drink, and you're like, what are you pouring? And I was like, uh. <laughs> you're in? Yeah, that's true. It was <laughs> oh, that's right. probably one of the first 10 episodes we did, yeah. Yeah. By the way, early, right right at the beginning of this episode, someone uncorked something, and then I forgot yes. about it until right now. Was that you, Zach? Yes. What I thought you? that was you, CJ. Oh, no, no. It was I'm... right in your, like cadence of talking oh, no. I'm, I'm, nev- I'm never quite prepared when we start <laughs> so I always end up the last like four times I end up as CJ is talking I end up uncorking something it seems like <laughs> what were you uncorking today <laughs> uh, I started off with some high west double rye mm. because it's really good and I did not have I noticed I did not have any rye at all I had a lot of bourbon and some Irish whiskey but no rye so so I, now I have this bottle of rye, I have my bottle of scotch, and then I have my bourbon and Irish whiskey. So You're just set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're good to go. I was... And now I, I've moved on after I had the first glass of the double rye onto my, my uh, normal Jameson. Okay. I, um, today I got a new bottle of whiskey, which was called, I can't even read it from across the room. <laughs> Proper that's 12. That's actually a really good name. I love Proper 12. I had it last oh. week. That's that's um, the bottle of whiskey that Hannigan will be drinking out of. Oh. Well, I had never seen it or heard of it before, and so I picked it up today to add to my collection. I went to put it up on the shelf in the collection, and I am out of room. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. That's a good sign. Yeah, so and one quarter of the wall of my dining room is full of whiskey. Of, of the entire wall space, I should say. Of the four walls, one is full of whiskey. So now I need to build more shelves. So then I was talking to my wife and I was like, can you imagine someday we're looking around this room. Over here's the rise. Over here's the Irish whiskeys. Over here's the scotch. Over here's the bourbon. And she, she wasn't as excited as I was, but... She's like, Yeah. <laughs> So I have a question for you regarding your proper 12. Hmm. If you'll look on the back, there is a, what looks to be a signature, Conor McGregor. Is that the UFC fighter? Or is that just a very standard Irish name or Scottish name? Let me find out by grabbing the bottle. Right. Okay, I'm back. I have grabbed the bottle. On the back is a signature of Conor McGregor? Uh-huh. Mine is... Oh, 
Connor Mc... No, it's Connor what? I can't see. Connor McGregor. Yeah, I was... So Jenny looked at that and was like, oh, really? I was like, look, I don't fucking support what that dude does. You know, but Let like, me... I also like this whiskey and I didn't know that when I bought it because it's on the back. <laughs> Plus, it's at a good price at Food for Less. So when and I bought it for do... the bottle specifically. I'm going to Google Conor McGregor signature and without doing too much research, just figure this out. That's fair. On that. And his signature is nothing like this one. So it's just some other guy. Some other guy. Okay. So now I'm going to Google uh, proper 12. And Conor McGregor. Has that given like this proper 12 before? Conor's no, a good name. I'll have to come over and steal some from you. Sure. I I would I would call it okay. I don't. It is. It's... It is Conor McGregor. Wait, really? Yeah, he is hardcore advertising for this. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's a good whiskey, but it is makes me less apt to buy it. Now, you said you don't agree with what he does. What does he do? Uh he fights people. He like not oh. like for a living, but like outside of that, like, like he, he's a racist. Yeah, well, and he goes above and beyond. Like he he should have been disbarred from the USC for um, uh, terrorizing the the tour bus of this guy that he fought, Khabib. Before they fought, like he threw a bunch of shit at it, and he like injured a bunch of people, and he like goes like crazy fighting. He's not like you know like there are some fighters who are like reserved and like just keep it in the ring, but he like fight and he's a woman beater, I think. I, I vaguely remember something about him like catching a case for like domestic abuse pretty recently. Interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not 100% on that. So my cat has decided to make his home in a box full of tissue paper. And it's the loudest fucking shit <laughs> in the history of the world. And I go and try and get him out and he just buries himself in it more. Like, dude, you were outside a minute ago. You were fine. What's going on here? Your cat has just like the biggest personality of any cat. <laughs> he's a bastard that's what he fucking is I'll tell you right now he does I, I like I've never met a cat that is cool with and this is partially it's all my fault actually not partially <laughs> I hold him on his back and pet his belly and most cats oh. do not appreciate that but he's cool with it just cause I've been doing that since he was a little kitten hmm. I have my cat that I am the only one who can touch ah yeah we're forever cautioning my daughter not to go touch the cat. Oh, is this Regina? It's Regina because Regina's so mean. Yes, but it's an apt you, name you for me. Cat. About her every time I come over. Mm-hmm. Did, did, she might come over and rub on you. Don't touch her yeah. too much because she might. She just bites and scratches just because she's a little bitch. <laughs> but the thing is that that is how she shows affection. Right. So I pick her up and I turn her on her back and I like scratch her stomach and. Sure. And play with her big old fat rolls because she's the fattest cat around. <laughs> she weighs like 20 pounds. That is a big cat. And and she scratches the hell out of me and bites me, but she's purring the entire time because that's just, for her, that's how she shows affection. Like, if she likes you, she reaches out her claws and she grabs you and she pulls your hand close to her so she can lick it. <laughs> with her scratchy-ass cat tongue. Yes. And, and then she likes to to alternate between licking and biting. Because, I don't know, her mom fucked her up or something. I have no idea. <laughs> but yes. did, were, did you have her when she was a kitten? I got her when she was about 18 months old. 
And based on the fact that she, to this day, because she's close to 15 now, based on the fact that to this day she still sucks her own nipple all the time, she was abandoned by her mom pretty early on. I think you might be right. Yeah. Which means that she never, like, learned anything about anything. She mostly spent times in cages or alone. Mm-hmm. Up, mm-hmm. In, up until she, she got herself a family. <laughs> we had this old cat before we moved to our new house. Um, and he was the same way. But, like, he was, like, actively conditioned by one of Jenny's exes mm-hmm. to to be rough. Like, he would, like, wrestle with the cat and, like, fight it, you know? So that's Ooh. how he would show affection. So, like, one day... Like before we were like really like, you know, like married, we were, we were, you know, dating obviously. And we were outside and we're hanging out on uh, the back of my car, just sort of sitting there. Right. And then all of a sudden this cat comes up and like headbutts me in the back of my head. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then chomp bites the shit out of my ear. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? And I threw the cat and she's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, look, dude, he literally bit the fucking shit out of my ear and I'm bleeding now. And she goes, oh, yeah that happens i was like <laughs> no, no that does deal. not happen that's that does not it's not how we roll here anymore but it was for the longest time he would just come and headbutt me and bite me yeah yeah i mean during the times when i lived alone it was beautiful having this cat because she comes when called they, they, there's a lot of really good stuff to her but you yeah. only see it when it's just me and her right mm-hmm. there's another cat in the house that she just does not regard <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist except when she like goes out of her way to inconvenience the other cat where she's like, Oh, you're heading to the litter box? Move. I have to go. <laughs> oh, you're gonna go up and eat? Nope. And she like scoot her off the edge of the washing machine where they eat their dinner. Make yeah, the cat. I'm dominant, bitch. Yeah. Bitch, <laughs> this is my food. I'll eat as much as I want. And so sometimes just to make a point, she eats both of their dishes of food. Yeah, and then it's too much food, so she throws up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, which is I, in in hindsight, it's very funny because when I was growing up, we had two cats, and both of these cats were my mom's from college. She loved both of these cats equally. One was a huge bitch and that hated me, and the other one was just a sweet angel. <laughs> And it's really similar to how my cats are today, where I have one huge bitch cat and one sweet angel. And I loved the sweet angel as a kid because the other one would like hit me and stuff. And I just, bleh, that cat, get out of here. And now I like, I, did, I don't really care about the sweet angel. She's fine. I love, I love the bitch. <laughs> Zach, are any pets allowed in your apartment? Yes. Cats and dogs under 30 pounds. Are you planning on getting either of those things? No. I'm not I'm not a huge cat person. Like I'm okay with like cats like in terms of like going over to people's houses with cats, I'll play with them and, and whatever and pet them, but I don't want to be bothered with having to actually take care of a cat myself. Yeah, and then if I was going to get a dog, I would prefer to just get a bigger dog. I agree. With is you there there. a size limit? A uh, thirty pounds. Okay, which okay. is pretty much a, like less than what I would want to get if I was going to get a dog. You could get a good and, spaniel f- under thirty pounds. Yeah, or yeah. a terrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. I could probably like get right. At, like I'm sure they're not going to like. They're not going to pull out a scale. Wave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
you, you know, get a pocket pit. <laughs> going a little bit over would probably be fine, but I've always like been around like labs and German Shepherds and stuff like that. So that's probably what I would lean towards. And no one's gonna look at a <laughs> look at a German Shepherd and say, "Oh, yeah, that's fine." It's probably thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know it wouldn't really be fair to the dog either. Oh, not at all. Um, yeah. Especially the way, you know, working, work, you know, working what the hours I work and whatnot, the dog would be in the house, you know, eight, you know, nine, nine in the morning to, you know, five or six at night at the, at the best case scenario. Yeah. 100% do, you, agree. do you have a, a, a long enough lunch break to come home and walk the dog real quick? Uh, some days. Some days. So it's it, yeah. it's kind of weird. The days that I work early, um, we have to take an hour lunch. Um, just the way the schedule falls. On the days I work late, we take a half hour. Uh, I see. I got you. And that's not really so, much time. No, the days that I, the days that, the, now the days I worked an hour, I could. Um, because it only takes me about 10 minutes to get from the store I work to my apartment. Um, so there'd be plenty of time to, you know, come come here, walk a, walk a dog, take it outside for, you know, 15 minutes and still have time to eat and go back to work. Sure, but, sure. Plus the the, the, uh, the deposit for an animal is like a thousand dollars. Oh, that's rough. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. like not to not to go into too much detail, but it's basically like an extra month's rent on top, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of times it is close. Yeah, I think we had that and with like, our first place where we had to pay basically a, an. There was like a first and last month deposit, and then there was for pets. It was another whole thing. The third month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, like this, it, it kind of made me laugh because the uh, the, the normal deposit was um, a, like two hundred dollars less than the pet deposit. <laughs> They're really concerned about pets. <laughs> I think they probably pretty commonly have to replace all of the f- carpet if someone a lot has of had a pet. Boards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of yeah, doors was. even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already we only paid three hundred dollars as a deposit for our pet. Oh wow! Well. Do they know about all of your pets now? No. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we we may have had to pay a thousand if they knew that we were going to get three. The first the first place I lived only knew about the big old fat cat, and they did not know about the fact that by the time we left, we had three cats and a dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, like, like I could have brought a decent sized dog in here, and if it didn't bark, no one would know. It's I mean, right. Yeah. But you know, like we already talked about, wouldn't I wouldn't be around the dog enough to make it worth it for the for me or the dog? Sure. But you could you could maybe dog sit for your folks sometime mm-hmm. for oh, a yeah. night or two, especially I mean, if you're going to be off or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there there's days where because I, I still do you know laundry over over there, and there because um, I'm like, why bother? spending money for a washer and dryer when I can drive, you know, six minutes down Hammer Lane and, and wash my clothes for free. Yeah. So there, there's some days where I'll, I'll work out and go over there at times where I wasn't otherwise going to so that I'm there when no one else is there to keep keep the dog a little bit calmer so that she doesn't spaz out. That's nice of you. What a nice little son. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, because the main reason I've done it is because she's found out how to move the heavy chairs from away from the pantry. Mm. Ah, that's fun. Yeah, so it's been like this progression where it's like a a little Cold War going on where 
first they figure out how to just open the pantry door. So then they they put a, a kind of a smaller chair in front of it. Then she find out how to move that so that she could get into it. So then put a much heavier chair. But now she's figured out how to move the much heavier chair. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of like at an impasse now. I don't know where. Don't know what else to put in front of the pantry to keep is, her out of it. If she really wants to get it. A double door. No, it's like a it's like a normal door, but it, it's like a heavy door, but it's a just a normal huh. door. Get a, I have a, a child lock. See, no, yeah. I, I have I have I have a solution that'll cost you thirty dollars, which is to get the thing that I have in all of my doors, where if you try and open the door and you're a baby, it just spins. Oh, yeah. okay. And additionally, in, in additionally to that, exchange the knob for one. Yeah, that, that like locks, but you put the locking part on the outside. Which, where you like, you turn yeah. the little little whatever bullshit thing. Yeah. So between those two things, you should be. I've, I've told them they should either get that or just get a round knob because the. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, she's a dog. That's smart if she is right. a dog. She can't open yeah. a, a round knob. Yeah. The issue is pretty much all the doors in the house have the the uh, kind of long long uh, handle thing. lever type handle knob uh, openers. Yeah, and she's found out how to use her mouth to to get those open. They have even a cheaper solution, uh, which is like a band child lock. It's just like a it's is like it a, a rubber, plastic what? or yeah, it's a, it's a plastic shield locking thing. Like so, well, it's, it's she she had, we we had one of those. They had one of those on the on the uh, little cabinet under the sink, and she acts. <laughs> To where the trash is at, and she actually broke it and broke the handle off from the wood door. Oh. I'm getting into it. That's insane. Oh, James, but this like, is a big, big. This dog. is like an 80, 80, 90 pound German Shepherd. Yeah, this right. Ger- but so, like, yeah. is it was it low enough that she could get her teeth on it? Yes. Okay. So what I'm talking about is like what like one side sits on the door and one side sits on the wall, and there's like a little plastic buckle that goes in it, and you just put that six feet up in the air. Or five feet up in the oh, air. I, I oh, I have this okay. for, for drawer locks. I don't know if you've seen yeah. my drawer lock, yeah. Zach. Correct. Same thing. No, I haven't. It's a, it, you, you put it on with 3M adhesive so it'll come off. But in general, there's a little plastic flappy tab where you lock the drawer. And if you're a baby or a dog, you can't unlock the drawer. By, oh, okay. But this tab, yeah. I wish there was a better way to explain it. I think yeah. I think I know what you guys are talking strap about. Strap lock, it's called. It's strap, strap lock. Strap lock. Yeah. Or a child strap lock, I guess. Yes. Yeah, Which sounds like terrible saying those phrases together. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it keeps my, my daughter from getting into the knife drawer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which forever she's trying to. That's the specific drawer. She's like, I have to get in here. Come on. It's shiny. Somebody my help cat me. wants to get in the knife drawer too. Well, because you know, you don't you don't want her in that drawer, so obviously right. she needs to get in it. Yeah. It must be. She Must has a, a drawer that is her drawer, and she's more than welcome to open that drawer whenever she wants. It's full of applesauce, <laughs> gummy snacks, and crackers put some knives and stuff. In there. I should put a, put a couple of knives, and then everyone will be <laughs> yeah. happy. Yeah, then, exactly. Then she, she won't need to open the locked drawer anymore. Yeah, I'll have a have a real. Did, have you guys ever seen Pet Cemetery? When I was young, I've wa- I've read the book, but I haven't watched the movie. The movie is so worth watching, Zach. And for James, it's funnier as an adult. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. It was scary as a child. Yeah, no, I can see the scary. 
is it is it worth watching because it's funny dumb or is it worth watching because it's actually scary it's funny i don't like scary movies so for me it's the kind of movie that's perfect because it's just dumb enough that if i at a loud volume make fun of it the whole time i don't get scared <laughs> see that that's kind of what i was going at because i'm like wait i thought this was supposed to be scary but cj's recommending it to me yeah and i don't so, like scary so, movies yeah it's very helpful that the neighbor across the highway is played by herman monster <laughs> Who? The guy who played Herman <laughs> Munster on The Munsters. Or the judge in My Cousin Vinny. Or the judge in My Cousin Vinny. What is a ute? <laughs> is, is the neighbor across the street who first tells him about the pet cemetery. And it's also helpful that in addition to being able to refer to him as Herman Munster the entire time you're watching it, his accent is so... Um, inauthentic is the wrong word. I'm going to say preposterous. Yeah, goofy. I was gonna say, but preposterous works too. Oh, oh, Indians know a loss. Indians not. You know, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> so, with all oh, of those man. things in place, it's a, it's it's a pleasant it's a pleasant feeling. Hmm. Anyway, why did I say that? Uh, we were talking about babies and knives, and there is a scene yes. with baby gauge and a scalpel. Yeah. No, thank you. That just sounds bad. All bad. Yeah, there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad decision-making in that movie. That movie, (laughs) specifically, that story, there's way more bad decision-making than normal for Stephen King. See, I I read all those books when I... Like, I read a lot of... Basically, when I was 16 or 17, I read pretty much all the books he'd written up to that point. Mm -hmm. But now that's, you know, been 12 years, I read them once. And, you know, it's kind of fuzzy now, so I don't remember most of it. Well, I mean, mostly with Stephen King, it's a lot of things that are out of, it's out of everyone's hands. Mostly people aren't making the wrong decision. Right. Yeah, it's some sort of supernatural thing that's going on. Yeah, yeah. and so and, and you make whatever decisions you can. Right, you're you're, yeah. you're doing your best, but for some reason, terrible things keep happening. In Pet Cemetery, it's all down to Lewis for t- continuing to make the bad decision. And as a father watching it, I I saw a little bit more about why he made the bad decision, but I still would not have made that decision. Right. Based on how one one thing went, I'm, I don't know why I'm avo- I'm avoiding spoilers because I'm hoping Zach watches it. Yeah, agreed. So right, watch it. But so he he sees one way that it can go wrong, and instead of listening to himself, he goes, "Oh, but it'll be better." Well, there's next a Redux time. also coming out soon, so really? you should yeah. watch the original and yes. then watch the Redux. Yeah, I saw that coming out um, within the next year. Yeah. Interesting. It's not available to stream, but it's no. not very expensive. So, speaking Remind of, of scary shit, have yes. you, gentlemen, probably not because you guys don't like scary stuff, have you watched I like scary stuff. The Haunting of Hill House? I'm waiting until I get a TV. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, you want you want I, I just don't experience. I don't think it yeah, I don't think it'll be do justice just on my computer. You're but right. I really really want to watch it. Well, it would if you if you sat in the dark 
and turn off all the lights in your house, it would absolutely still terrify the shit out of you. But yeah, you're probably it would be a better experience if you watched it on a, on a full size TV. Oh yeah, no, I plan I plan on 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 still doing that just with a TV <laughs> and Reed um, came over Friday night and we we had dinner and played Clue and stuff and he could not recommend that show higher. Yeah, it's a it's fantastic. I've heard nothing but amazing things. It's about a it, it's yeah. a family drama that throws in really scary paranormal shit. My, yeah. Like you forget, you yeah. completely forget that it's like evil and demons and shit because you're so engrossed in the family drama and then they like fucking smack mm. you in the face with it. I actually, I actually, it, it's funny. I, before I even knew that Netflix was working on that, I actually, I haven't read it yet, but I actually bought the book. That oh, based. really? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. They keep touting it as season one, but I have no idea how they're going to make a season two because of how they ended it. Maybe they're talking. I, I, I haven't watched any of it. My wife started watching it and I said, I don't care to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's real scary. It's real, real good though. Well, she's, she's doing it the right way because she's an early wake up person so she's been watching it in the morning before i wake up ah that is smart see that's smart but i i refuse to watch horror movies that way i like want like the full like experience like that's a show that once i have a tv i'll like be like okay i want to go to bed at 11 30 so nine o'clock i'm gonna watch two episodes see you are a braver man than i you're just the bravest guy on the show and... Oh, I don't know if I'm brave. The the last time I had an opportunity to do this, I uh, it was at when I was still living at home. Um, I think my brother was either working or he was out of town um, with friends, and my parents were out of town doing something. And around six six or seven, as it started to get dark, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go on Netflix and and I'm gonna look up the two two of the highest rated horror shows they have on there right now, and I'm gonna start watching them. Okay. And I started watching them. Um, I think the the first one was was the the first one ended up being the good one. Um, the second one sucked. The um, first one was like last last shift or late shift. I don't remember what it was, but uh, last shift that's what it was. And that one was good. But anyways, um, about halfway through that, when it started getting scary. I realized that the uh, I completely you know I had all the lights off in the house, completely left all the windows open, and so you start hearing normal sounds that you know a little bit creepier when when the when the you're watching a scary ass movie and I'm I'm like whatever I'm just gonna some you know if someone comes in and kills me oh well I'm I'm too I'm too engrossed in this movie and too scared to go check out the sounds happening in the front of the house I'm just gonna assume <laughs> nothing bad's happening. And then when I going, oh, it's not, not, it's not really going anywhere. (laughs) Okay. Um, because then, then the show ended and I kind of had to go to the bathroom. I'm like, no, I'm just going to watch the next one. (laughs) Too much, too much darkness between the, uh, between the, the living room and the bathroom. (laughs) Too much to deal with. Yeah, exactly. I had this, I think I told you guys years ago when I, a friend of mine was like, "Oh, you should try playing Arkham Asylum on my Xbox." <laughs> and then oh, I would yeah. play late into the night Arkham Asylum, which is a very scary video game to play. It is. It's creepy. And by the time I was finally like, "Oh, okay, I think I'm ready to go to sleep." It would be about 2 in the morning. Everyone in the house would be asleep, and I would have a real long way to walk to get back to the room. <laughs> and I was afraid to 
put my feet on the ground to get off the couch. So I usually <laughs> would just sleep on the couch. <laughs> I, I think we... Oh, go ahead, James. I was going to say, we did talk about that, but that it's not as scary as uh, Silent Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to yeah. turn that shit off. I, I, never, I was never... See, I can do scary movies, but even though I talk a good game, I can't do scary games. Because no you have to make the choices in it. Mm-hmm. You, you have You're to choose more what in the story. You're not viewing I, the story. You are the story. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on here at all, but I actually, I, I, I got really brave. And so I sprung for the uh, VR headset for the PlayStation 4. Oh, I've seen it. And I oh, bought, nice. And I bought the. This has been a while ago, but and I got that, and I got um, the uh, the at the time it was new, but the new Resident Evil game. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play through this. <laughs> I played for about an hour, and that's been it because nothing had even happened yet, and I was already getting really really fucking creeped out. Well, you your like, dad physically scared around yeah. Christmas, around last Christmas, you had it at that time, right? Yes. We all came over for a risk or something. And your oh. dad was very excited about that. So he had all of us put on the VR headset and live through the prequel. Or the oh, like you or something. Demo. Demo. Okay. The demo. And it, the demo was spooky. The demo yes. was, there was a lot going on and I could see it in the VR headset and I did not like it. No, no, not at all. No. I can only imagine. I don't like it without the VR headset. It's one of those things yeah. where it's like in the VR headset, like the graphics are kind of shit, but it's like it just tricks your brain enough that yeah. it's yeah. still just insane. It's way different than actually playing it without the VR headset. Yeah, even though yeah. I knew it was a video game, if I yeah. like turned my head away from the TV, I was still, still looking yeah. in the world. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Short short of closing your eyes or yeah. ripping off the headset, there's no respite. Yeah, and then like if you do it the right way and you have like good like head, uh, head good like headphones on and all that, so you can't really hear outside. I think there like, were headphones noises involved. I think I think there were headphones. Might not have been. Not might have. Been. I, I, not, when I was doing it, I I got my good head my good headphones and was doing it and. Oh god! It was just wandering around the creepy house. I got to the creepy house, didn't even find any person in there yet, and I haven't touched it in like eight months. <laughs> I I'm such a wuss that like literally my experience with scary games was a demo <laughs> for Silent Hill on PlayStation One, <laughs> not even oh, PlayStation Two. I I was playing the demo and I came in like it was a dark dark room. And just all of a sudden, there were the nurses, the zombie nurses with no faces. And I was like, nope, done. <laughs> Absolutely no more of this ever for my life. I was 13, 20 years ago, yeah. I, and I will not fucking play that game. <laughs> well, no, you fill in the gaps. Back then, back then, in the early days of video gaming, you filled in the gaps. Yeah, I did. I yeah. think about my experience playing through all of the Spyros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I look at pictures of what it's like to play the first yeah. Spyros, and I'm like, well, that's what do they do to make it look worse? Yeah, exactly. Same here. Because your brain is just just smoothing everything out. All mm-hmm. of those pixels and whatever. Everyone's made of diamonds, and it oh yeah, matter. that was the best thing. Yeah, the, yeah. You you were, you were doing it. <laughs> I did it to my yeah. I'm sure now if I played it, I'd be like, this isn't scary. This yeah. is not even good graphics. But exactly. no, I have yeah, not picked up a Silent Hill game since then. It, it's funny you mentioned Spyro CJ because I was just thinking that when when we were um. 
Like, I watched it. I watched a video on the on the remaster not too long ago, and I'm like, wait, it didn't it didn't look like this before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. It's the exactly. I'm with you there. I'm still getting that, but like, yeah, I I'm still playing through Assassin's Creed, and the attention to detail is phenomenal. Oh, video games nowadays are like Jesus. The 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 triple the high budget ones, you know. Yeah. I'm in a weird place on this Assassin's Creed where I need to like go back to all these different places and do all these little bullshit things and clear out different <laughs> fortresses and stuff just so I can level up so I can continue with the main story. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm getting a little upset because the main story should level me enough to continue with the main do story. That, yeah. I shouldn't have to do all this bullshit, but here I am. This is for PS4? This is for PS4. Yeah. I'm going to have to hope that Santa Claus brings me one of those for Christmas, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> who's, your be- who's your best bet at fulfilling that wish? <laughs> Myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, I was going to say, like, I would, I would contribute to that dream. I'm not yeah. saying you're getting a hundred dollars, but I would, but, I would, but, contr- but, you know, yeah, I would, 20 bucks towards yeah, it. I would give you, you know, like a GameStop, whatever, or, or just, yeah, I will too. <laughs> or probably just like an earmarked $20 bill where I write PS4 on it. <laughs> for, yeah. For in PS4. case you end up Use buying it somewhere else. <laughs> right. But yeah. Not- I contribute to that dream. Cause I'd like to play some games with you. Yeah. I would be super into that. Maybe for black Ooh. Friday. Which is coming up closer That's than you guys think. That's kind of what I'm thinking. That's kind of what I'm thinking. It's in three weeks or something. Ha, huh, man, don't mine, say that shit. Mine, mine should be coming in, coming relatively soon. I finally, with the Red Dead Redemption, I finally bought one. See, that's why. That's why I yeah. want to buy one. It's because I keep seeing everything about this game. And I like. I want to play the original one. I haven't, I've never even played Red Dead Redemption 1, let alone Part 2. Oh, seriously? Yeah, correct. Well, then I can start the gift by getting that for you because it's not very expensive to get it for PS3. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. Well, I mean, I could do that. Out. I didn't realize it was on PS3. That's where oh, it came yeah. out. Yeah. It's oh, a, okay. It's a PS3 okay. game. Well, I can do that. I'm on the PlayStation Network now recently oh, okay. my Borderlands 2. The fun thing about PlayStation 4 is that you don't have to have the games to play with each other. Right. When I first got... That's what you were saying. I haven't... I did it. I did it the one time. I'm sure I could do it again if I tried. I have not tried since then, but I first got it and I played Marvel vs. Capcom with my friend who does not have that game. Sweet. But we just connected over the PlayStation Network, and I whatever I did whatever zippity doo da to say like I want to play this with him, and then we fought each other on Marvel vs. Capcom for <laughs> like an hour. It was great. So one thing that I liked about the PlayStation Two was that it was all. Like backloggable, back playable. You can play like play well the early edition. You can play all uh, PlayStation One games on the on the first PlayStation Two. Reverse compatibility. Thank Sony you. moved That's away from that. Yeah. Yes, they did. It was they not... completely they completely fucked that up with the PS3. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. No. If longer. I remember at the time, they they went like really weird with the hardware inside of it. The first yeah. generation, they didn't even think about it, and they just put out the first generation PS3s, and they're like, boom. You can do backwards compatibility, and it yeah. took like it two did. months or something like that before they're like, mm, "No, it makes more sense for us to not. force you to buy a new console." Yeah, 
Yeah. I think part of it too was I could it could be wrong because it's been a while, but I think part of it too was the some of those first generation PS3s. In order to get the backwards compatibility, they basically almost had a PS2 built inside of it. Yeah, they had because it was the extra hardware, work. For yeah, yeah, the yeah. hardware for the PS3 was so different from PS2 that they pretty much had to put. Be, I I, for, I forget all the stupid shit around it. I used to actually be interested in that stuff when I was younger, but there were there was a thing where the, like the hardware of the PS3 was really different and weird, whereas now like both the PS4 and like the Xbox are almost just like little mini computers that are just optimized to play video games. The right. PS3 was like certain like proprietary hardware. Yeah, that, like, made it really different, so they couldn't do that. Compatibility without spending a lot of extra money, and like with the PS3 came out, I remember I even remember this because we didn't. Um, me and my brother ended up getting a Xbox instead of a PS3 when it first came out because it was like four, five, six hundred dollars, something crazy like that. Because they were basically putting two consoles in one, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so then like a year or two into that, they ditched that because they're like, wait. You know, we'll make one more money on forcing people to rebuy the games, and yes. two, we will sell the console for like a hundred bucks less. Yeah, and it's better quality games because, like, yeah. just the resolution on PS3 games and like the ease with which you play them. You know, like, yeah, yeah. so totally but it makes more sense all around. But it sucks. Yeah, well, I'm hoping been... like in a couple of years when they, cause I'm sure they're working on a on a new edition or whatever. I'm hoping in a couple of years. Two or three years when they do that, they, there will be backwards compatibility. But we'll yeah, see. that'd be awesome. With the PlayStation Network, it'll probably be easier to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys ever had a Wii. Did, you, did either of you have a Wii? Yeah, yeah. I, I currently have one in my closet. <laughs> so the Wii was beautiful because I spent a oh, yeah. lot of time with my GameCube, like amassing the games that I liked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I like the Wii. And then I got the Wii. The Wii is so backwards compatible. Zach, I don't know if you know this. There are literally GameCube controller connectors on the Wii. Yeah, I I vaguely remember that because if I remember right, um, you and you and Brian, friend of the show, Brian, Mm -hmm. both (laughs) had Wiis. Yeah, and um, if I remember right, we used to always play the Smash Brother games, but. I'm not sure if it the was good Smash a... Brothers from GameCube. We would play. Okay, I was just gonna say. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like legit or if people were just biased. But we always specifically played the GameCube one. Oh, no, the on, Wii, the on Wii the version Wii. of Smash Brothers was terrible. I hear it's gotten better since then. But N64 was a good Smash Brothers, and yeah. GameCube was a good Smash Brothers. I can't tell you because it's been too long since I played the N64 one. I can't tell you which one is better. But I can tell you the that Nintendo the Nintendo 64 one. Is it? I, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I totally believe it. I never had yeah. one. But, um, yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I, I had like a NES from my dad. Like my, my dad had and I went to PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, the so Smash it, Smash Brothers, there's, there's a lot of games, but that's why I love my Wii because I still have the Wii and I can pull it out every now and then and I can play every GameCube game on there and it just it just works. Yep. And, and the Wii was only $300. So, But that's the thing about Nintendo versus PlayStation Sony. and Xbox. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where there's a new version of gamers out there, and they are not people that I want to hang around with. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, people that specifically like make a deal of being gamers tend to be like really weird. They're just, not the people you want to associate with. Yeah, Correct. anyone who thinks that the Wii is a bad game system or just doesn't like the Wii is that that's for me that's the line because the Wii was fun. The Wii and, was awesome. I never had well, one, but it used to be so fun to go yeah. over to people's houses that had Wii's and Dude, do the like simplest the, game, the Wii, Wii sports. Bowling? And, yeah, yeah, Wii sports, tennis. You know, it was groundbreaking as far as like using motion to actually mm-hmm. play the game. Yeah, yeah. And it plus, just... even the ones that were non-motion, like just Mario, like Wii Mario is great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. Super Mario Wii is one yeah. of the. It's a goat for me. Yeah greatest of all time that's when i still love to pull out. i spent a gr- i spent like an embarrassing amount of time playing that game <laughs> dude and the lego games are you kidding lego harry potter lego mm-hmm. batman they're amazing I've never, I've never been into those but from what i've heard those are all like universally like all those lego games are amazing so jenny was completely a non-gamer before we got the wii and then we we uh there was a Lego game on it and she was like, you know, this is kind of fucking cool. And I was like, yeah, it is like, let's do this shit. And so we got a bunch of, we got Harry Potter and we got that. <laughs> she fucking played, you know, cause like all that she really cared about was going in like smashing stuff and like, you know, building stuff like yeah. the hard, like fighting people. She's not into, you know, and the fact that you could die, like she's not into that, but like it was, it, it appealed to her and to me. And we were like, yes, like, let's go. Like we won. We, we absolutely played that shit until we unlocked everything. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. So the Wii is is sort of – it reminds me of there's the Apple problem with games where Apple as a company does not understand games. Right. It's the – I'm sure at this point games are the lion's share of how Apple actually makes their money. Oh, yeah. And they still don't understand it. <laughs> if you look at Game Center on – for Apple, the first round of Game Center looked like, like a – like the felt on a poker table. Yep. <laughs> because at that time they're like, oh, games are like a sin. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not what we're all about. But so then they like, they, when they eventually re-upped and like redid how Game Center looked, it was like a ball. It was like balls that a two-year-old would play with. <laughs> so as far as Apple is concerned, games are only... Video games and phone games are only either a sin or child's play. So they don't actually understand that games are, like, it's important to play games. You don't have to, like, be hardcore into games, but, you know, games are fun and important. And they just don't get it. And so that kind of points me towards gamers, where gamers are people who would agree with, like, they, they would be like, oh, yeah, the Wii is the little playground balls and that's why i don't play anything on my phone i only play resident evil and whatever the hell i don't know i don't know where yeah, i'm going right? with this because you're sick. not well see and that that brings I, I up get, an interesting I, point well go ahead no i was just gonna say i get what he's saying like people being really elitist about right. like, games exactly. unless it's on like Unless you need like a you know two thousand dollar computer to play it and it has the best graphics and all that, then it's not like a real game. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, for a while, I was like, you know, like 
I, I had an epiphany one day, like, yeah, I'm, I'm still technically a gamer, but like, I don't identify as like a gamer, but like, I, I enjoy video games. Like there, like, that's to me the difference. Like there are some people who are like, no, like all video games are stupid, but like, if you play any video game, like regardless of what the nature of that game is, I think that you're, you know, essentially a gamer, but if you identify as like a gamer, you're right. It's a different like society. It's a different like elitist fucking attitude. And I see this every time. Every time I go into GameStop, GameStop is full. It's staffed by, and patronized by people I don't want to see. Yes, <laughs> that's why I don't go in there very, very often. Yeah, yeah. It's been a couple of years since I've been in there because of that very reason that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah which is what I was which explaining to friend of the show Jesse, who is an avid listener, who is constantly bringing up episode. Topics oh my to me. god! Is he is he like cut up? He he is working on fully catching up, but he listens to Jesus. every new episode as it comes out. Ah, oh, gotcha. So he was talking to me about all the stuff for the release of Red Dead Redemption because he got it, he whatever pre-ordered and got it basically the day it came out. And and I was explaining to him like I so here's what happened with Assassin's Creed. I pre-ordered it on Amazon. Amazon. Then the day it came out, I came home for lunch. The package with the game was there on the porch. I brought it inside and I started the install process while I was at home eating my lunch. Yeah. Then when I came home from work, it was fully installed and I could play it later on that night. And that is perfect for me. I don't yeah. need because he was talking to me about this whole like Red Dead Redemption midnight party and everyone was going to come dressed as oh, cowboys God. and like hang around the GameStop <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, "Whew, this please, is not where I'm at in life. Please continue to describe a party I do not want to attend." <laughs> and he didn't attend that party. Instead, he and I just went to a bar all night. But. I was gonna say I can't Much imagine Jesse. I can't imagine Jesse actually doing that. Yeah, you know? no, he put on his cowboy boots and thought maybe he'd go. Instead, he and I went to a bar, and then that was that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, a better use of our time and a little more yes. on brand. It would be very yeah, much brand more on brand <laughs> to, to go wait outside of a GameStop dressed as a cowboy to pick up a new video game i would pay to see you do that <laughs> i would, I, would yeah. pay not to have to do that <laughs> i was at the mall the other day looking for uh fucking uh free shoe boxes which mm. apparently are really really difficult to get a hold of most shoe places were like oh no we don't we there's a procedure we have to you know we have to like cut them up and mark them down in the thing and i was like what and you know macy's was like yeah you can totally get them but you have to be here before nine o'clock in the morning and then dillard's was like as a rule we absolutely do not do this and then sears was like no <laughs> just, well just no well, you right? think so sears, like, you know they're going out of business who cares yeah right <laughs> well so because i i talked to customer service at sears trying to get uh some of their gift boxes and they were like well no they were like it has our monogram on it it has our, our name, so we can't give them to you. And I was like, dude. like, And she was like, but if you were to buy 10 items, then I can give you 10 gift boxes. And I was like, excuse me? No, I'm not going to fucking buy 10 things here that I don't need. Like, I just need the boxes for, for, for a show. And you can donate them, and we can give you special thanks. Like, you know, whatever. But so as I was leaving the mall completely empty-handed and sad, uh, there was a line of about 150 people 
waiting outside of the the gaming place, and they and a, about half of them were dressed as cowboys, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And somebody <laughs> was like, "Red Dead Redemption," and I was like, "Oh, okay, Bitch. I'm gonna just continue." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never even though like I've there are some things that I've gone to like the midnight showing of the movie. Right. But I, I oh, did not yeah. dress I up for those being things. Young, being yeah. Young right. Doing that. Yeah. Not having to work the next day or like, even having to, you know, like supposed to go to school, but not because yeah. like realistically, you know, but like, yeah, I, I didn't dress up, but I absolutely watched that shit. But it was not a dress upper. No, I'm saying here. I, uh, I did one. I did one midnight showing and it ruined things. And so it, for me, I'm like, Oh, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I went to the midnight showing of the Simpsons movie, which I hear is good. Oh God. <laughs> but because it's I, okay. because I went at midnight and I was in a room chock full of people who laughed at every single thing that could even barely be listed as a joke. Spider pig was the best joke in that whole movie. Well, yes. the whole the Spider Pig was ruined. <laughs> the so, whole movie but... was ruined by this room full of people laughing at everything because they were so desperate to enjoy the Simpsons movie. Yeah, agreed. That I I can't go back if I watch anything <laughs> from the Simpsons movie. I'm like this is the stupidest movie that has ever existed. Just because yeah. everyone in the room was laughing, and so for me that was like, okay, so I think the Simpsons movie was probably fine. And but I wouldn't because of the yeah the overaction of all the other because people. of these people like if it were if if it was a room full of people who were reacting honestly then I wouldn't hate it so midnight showings are are out yeah <laughs> it's never happening again because midnight showings are all hardcore fans who yes. are like yay we love every joke here like no dude this shit is not how we roll which is like what happened with Star Wars nerds when Phantom Menace came out <laughs> all these Star Wars nerds were. Just like watching the movie at midnight and then coming back for the next showing and watching it all day long oh, for God. three days straight and just coming out of the movie and going, that was good, right? Right? It had to be good. <laughs> it, 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 makes, it makes me laugh that you say that because I remember that I think I saw it. I, I loved that movie as a kid. So me I think too. I saw it three or four times in theaters. I, I even missed a day of school for it. My dad took me out of school to take me to go see it. I think I'm kind of there with you, but but just as a kid, like I left it loving Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah. Because we were eleven. Yeah, something like that. Ten we were or young. I mean, going back, like there's times where I I feel like rewatching like the third one, but I don't know when the last time I watched the first one was because I know I'm gonna hate it if I watch it again. <laughs> I don't really. I, it's unpopular opinion time. I don't really care yeah. about any Star Wars movies. I just they're I I I've watched the f- the original three, and yeah. Phantom Menace, and I missed the clone one, and then I watched the last one. The Last Jedi. No. Or no. The no, Force no. Awakens. No. Two thousand six. Oh oh, oh 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 okay yeah yeah yeah. Whatever no. that one was. Sith R- Boys. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Sith Sith boys. Yeah. So I watched the Sith Boys and Phantom Menace, and uh, and I watched them both in theaters. I don't think I've seen them since. Yeah. I I was late on the Star Wars train myself. Like I made a choice to watch them as an adult, mm-hmm. uh, just because all 
now or what what's that yeah i mean i think so i i don't i've never watched the cartoon clone wars well yeah 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 no um yeah but apparently some like a lot of the star wars story exists within that cartoon well there were there was a um novelization that was okayed by george lucas and it really delved into a lot of stuff that later became covered in clone wars right that's what i had heard friend of the show brian that was basically all he read for a few years in his preteenhood i remember once one of my friends trying to get me to read the star wars books and he you like I don't even remember anything else that he said other than one of the characters. Uh, I want to say it was um, who was the the, the red faced baddie in in uh, Darth. Darth, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, so s- s- it might have been him. It might have been Qui Gon Jinn. It might one of the other like force like users said that they viewed life as a, a pane of glass, right? And they could see the past and the future, and that whenever. Uh, they they talked about Anakin Skywalker. The entire pain cracked, hmm. right? And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And he goes, "Yeah, you got to read it." And I was like, "I'm never gonna fucking do that, dude." <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> like, I read one of those books, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about." That. But I was never a big Star Wars guy. Yeah, there's a right. point where you kind of with things like that, and so we're just we're alienating all of our listeners, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. So between between being a gamer and being very into Star Wars, there's a point where you have to stop and go, is this going to be who I am? Am I going to be the guy who reads the Star Wars novels? Well, but I was I was like adamantly against being the guy who reads Harry Potter. Mm. Oh, And then, so, okay, I watched like I had not read any of them, but I watched this movie. It's the age. It's the age. It's yeah. It's it's. Yeah, the I was gonna say. I can't even imagine get... someone not reading Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. For us, Harry the Potter age. hit America when uh-huh. we were in fourth grade. So eleven. So no. So <laughs> so uh, nine. Yeah. We, we okay. Were, we were it nine was like a, when it like, just started to become a thing. And right. then I was the like a late adapter, and yeah. even I, I. By the time like eighth grade rolled around, rolled around, I was caught up on all the books. And then yeah. by the time the movies started coming out, James, the characters in the movies were the same age we were. Yeah, correct, and correct. Literally that age, we were eleven so it was when the like first infinitely one came out. Yeah. So yeah. we, 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 we come from a different school of thought on this. That it's okay. It's okay that you didn't want to. We're just letting you know it's okay. No, I know, I know it's okay that I didn't want it. But so, so what happened was, I I skipped school. I was in massage school at the time when the fifth movie came out, and I skipped school to go watch it with my two best friends. And we watched it, and they, who had both read the books, were like, "Oh, that was bullshit." And I was like, "What do you mean? That was a great movie." And they were like, "No, no, no. Like they added stuff that was not in the book, and they they didn't include stuff that was in the book, and they changed shit around." And I was like, "Okay." Well, maybe I'll just read the fifth book. And they were both like, no, mm-hmm. like I was about to fall off a cliff. Like, if, you, <laughs> if you read one of them, you must read all of them. And I was like, OK. And they were like, trust me, just do it. Yeah. And I'm like, fine. And it, my sister was a huge fan. So I already had all the books at home. Right. So and they're I, easy like, enough I, books to read that you can you can start you can start with one and get through it relatively quickly. Oh, yeah, it's children's right, yeah. literature. Right. One and two were definitely for kids. 
But mm-hmm. after, like, I started reading book three, I was like, do not fucking talk to me. I'm reading Harry Potter. So, like, I was <laughs> up in my room. I read three to seven in, like, you know, a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, probably not. I'm a slow reader, so it probably took me, like, two or three weeks. But I was, like, literally nothing else in my life, like, oh my any God. sort of, I can... like, didn't matter. Yeah. And you know, when, when, the, when the final one came out, I was the same way. Yeah. Whereas Jenny read them when they came out. Yeah, and so she had to wait for the next book. I did the starting with book four. It was it yeah. was a rough life. Yeah, yeah. I started with, with book like four or five. Yeah, yeah, right. So I yeah, I mean, but h- hardcore recommend to anyone that I that and that's not that it should be, but it's totally a gauge on whether or not I can be friends with a person is if they're if they're familiar with Harry Potter. Well, not just familiar, but willing to be familiar. Correct. Yeah. Correct. If they're like you before you watch that movie and they're like, no, fuck that, then yeah, no, bye-bye. <laughs> right. Then we're not really the same type of ilk. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's inconceivable to me that someone could like dislike the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Correct. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. Like, like there are some books where it's like the fourth book. It's like, come on, Harry, you're being a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's like, times where it's like with... you want to, like, shake them. But it's like yeah. then you, especially, like, as an adult, you got to think, okay, she's trying to write it as if they're, like, actual teenagers. Right. And how would I react if I was, you know, 14 years old? Yeah. Right. And it trips me up that, like, he was 17 in 97. Right. Like, Harry Potter's oh, five years older than me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I um. So I had this terrible issue growing up with getting. I had because because I was with Jenny and I was reading them as they came out. Yeah, my grandmother who lives in Arkansas. After I I spent a car ride with her explaining the entire Harry Potter universe, we were driving to. <laughs> we were driving to Humboldt. It was just her and I. We were driving from Stockton to Humboldt, which is about a six to eight hour drive, depending on a lot of things. Yeah. And I spent most of the car ride explaining everything about Harry Potter. And she was so impressed that I loved a book series because she's a teacher. Sure. That she wanted to encourage me to continue loving this book series. So she read it herself. No. So she insisted (laughs) that she would be the one to buy me every book. Cool. Oh, bring it on, Grandma! And it was it was it was wonderful. It was it was a really nice thing of her to do, where she would go to these midnight releases at bookstores and stuff and get me the book. Oh my god! <laughs> but she lived in Arkansas. That's still intense, though. Well, I'm surrounded by people who also picked it up at midnight, but I'm <laughs> waiting five days for my <laughs> grandmother's book to yeah. ship. <laughs> That's rough. So they're done by the time I get it. Oh yeah, no the like the final book. I pretty much sat down like on like a Saturday. I got the final book, sat down on a Saturday, and was like nine tenths of the way done by the evening. And I think I just stayed up an extra couple hours and just basically read it in one day. Yep. Yeah. And the movies. I mean, there's no. I like. I get it. There's no way for a movie to actually incorporate everything that happens within the book. Well, not but like. Best- yeah, what? go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, 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 go ahead and analyze. I have strong okay. feelings about this, so I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I, so I, like, yes, there's no way to incorporate everything, but there were a few key parts in the book that I felt like the movie completely shitted on. Mm-hmm. 
in in most yeah. movies, you know, and it's hard. Like after the third movie, really, like because up to the up till then, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. You know, like there are a few minor details, but after that, like the fourth movie on, like they become their own thing. Like the movie universe is different than the book universe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, um, I, I, I was just going to say once you get past like three, 350 pages in the book, it's yeah. really hard to like do a good job in a movie without. Because you start talking about parts. what people are thinking and what people are feeling and you can't convey that really without yeah. like some like literal like subtext going over the screen saying hey harry potter is sad right now well that's yeah. fine but okay so two... hold on I'm, i have to go to the bathroom real okay. quick i'll be back in a couple minutes okay we're still gonna talk of course so two of my favorite characters in the books were peeves and ludo bagman uh-huh. okay and just the, the fact that neither of those characters existed period in the movies was very sad. So Peeves was there in like the second movie. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah, he was there. I'm going to, I'm going to check, but, um, but Ludo Bagman was my favorite part of Goblin oh, of Fire. Jenny agrees. Jenny agrees saying Peeves was not there. I could have sworn he was though. No, no, he wasn't. He just, they, he was never there. A scene with Peeves was filmed for the film adaptation of the first movie, but was left on the cutting room floor. And so from there, they weren't going to include him. Huh. Okay. But Ludo Bagman. But Ludo Bagman was my, that was my favorite character in Goblet of Fire, and he just didn't exist. No, not at all. So between those two things, I was like, well, come on, man. (laughs) I still love the story, but the characters that I I showed up for are gone. I was really excited to see Ludo Bagman in person in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And he he just wasn't there. I I pictured Dauber from Coach as Ludo. Oh boy. You just said two things. I don't know. Dauber. Yeah. Dauber from Coach. Coach. Who was, uh, man, I don't know. He was, if you watch, um, I I, I absolutely agree with you. Yes. This guy. Right, so he was uh, he was Marshall's father from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, uh, that's that's exactly who I pictured as Ludo Bagman. Yep, boom, right there. That's a, that's who I pictured too. But there was, <laughs> instead there was no one. Right, not at all. Zach, I, we we're talking about how I was disappointed that my two favorite characters from the series did not exist in the movies, which were Peeves Zach- and Ludo. Bagman. Okay, I'm back. Oh, Zach knows. Yeah. He was listening while he peed. Peeves was Pete. Oh, if, if I could, I would. But unfortunately, my mic and my headset is very stationary. Hmm. But <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, Peeves was definitely a bad omission, I think. I think that's why Peeves is such a huge part of the Harry Potter app. <laughs> If you get to a certain point, is, you're dealing with. I, was gonna say, I, I, don't, I don't think I've met him yet, but I'm only in, in second year. I'm in my fifth year, and I'm dealing with Peeves like every other task. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot to say. I'm I'm finally catching up. I'm almost done with second year. <laughs> Do you know where all the places are where you can get extra energy? All I know is the pet. That I have my toad and the um, house elf in the dungeon. Oh, Zach. Oh, Zach. There's so <laughs> many more. James, are you aware of all of this? Also, I like how we were side texting each other the entire time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yes, I do. 
Uh, because there's sometimes there's more than one on a floor. I'm gonna open the app for the first time in a few days because I'm working real hard on screen time. I'm averaging around 50 minutes lately of screen time per day. Five zero. Five zero. Or one five. Five zero. That's Wait, still like, pretty impressive. Like that's you only spend 50 minutes on your phone a day. Yes. Oh shit. God damn. I yeah, s- like that's the thing to work for to yeah work towards for me. At no, least. I'm working that's like, hard. Uh, that's like that's like my my morning. <laughs> <laughs> so top floor, we've got an empty painting. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. peeves. Yep, you click on both. I'm loading my app right now. I don't think I can go to the top floor yet. East towers is what it's called. So I'll let you load it, and then you can you can. You can see well, what I'm saying. Actually, I'm uh, I'm in the middle of a potions class right now. So. Uh, you can leave so the you potions class. Go. No, you can leave the potions class. Oh, you just have to oh. choose to. Yeah, there's a little exit button. Oh shit! Does that cancel your progress? No, no, no. You can leave you to just, go get uh, more yeah. energy and then come back what? and do more potions. Uh, yeah, that's like wow! I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, mind blowing. That's a game. Yeah, that. no, like literally. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and wait until you get uh, a pet, because that pet gives you energy all the time. Yeah, I have my toad. I have two pets. Ah, I have that's two right. pets. I only have a cat. I no, have, I have an owl. I have a toad and an owl. Uh, I don't have enough um, gems for another pet, because one of the special events that they were, had going on, I started late, and I tried mm-hmm. to buy buy energy with my gems to, uh, to do it, but I still ended up failing them. So you see, this is how I'm going to teach you how to get more energy. <laughs> All right. So did you see East Towers to get more energy? I haven't bothered leaving yet because oh. I just leveled up, so oh. I maxed out my energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then so, I'm gonna, just going to so keep explaining so for you and the audience. Zach, are yeah. you a Gryffindor? I actually – I don't remember how, but I ended up being a Ravenclaw. Okay. Because you're probably a Ravenclaw in real life, like yeah. really, if you think I'd about agree. it. I would agree with that. The, do you, I don't remember. Do you do we pick or do we have to do a quiz? It's you sort, essentially it's, pick. It's, it's, you essentially oh. pick. It's a little bit of both, though. Okay. Huh. Okay, so then you go down to the West Towers, and next to the Gryffindor house, there is a picture. And if there are no peaches in the picture, hit the picture. Okay, hold on. I'm almost done with I'm, I'm finishing up potions <laughs> right now. Okay. <laughs> then I am going to pour myself a shot while we wait for Zach yeah. to catch up and get energy. Excellent. In I just middle. poured myself in, uh, like a fourth drink. James, we never figured out what you were drinking. Uh, oh, I'm drinking Kirkland Blend Scotch Whiskey, which yeah. is surprisingly not as strong as Larceny, which is what I'm used to. Okay. Kirkland brand shit is, is like good value. Yeah, it's decent. It's decent for what you pay. Like it's mm-hmm. absolutely decent. It's always a good value is a good way to put it, Zach, because yeah. maybe it's bad, but you did not spend as much on that bad thing Correct. than as you would Correct. for a different bad thing. Yeah, I spent less on twice as much than I would normally on on the regular amount. I was just in Costco today where I go to get my handle of Jameson for about mm-hmm. $30. Correct. Which is and that now crazy. I know what Kirkland brand is all about. I think I'm going to go next time with the bullet. Yeah. It's a good deal on the bullet. It is. 
I still have to go with CJ one day, one day or just tell him what to buy me because yes. I don't have a Costco <laughs> membership. Because for me, it's like no no reason. You know the the toilet paper I bought from from Target when I moved into the apartment is not even halfway gone yet. So it's like Costco. Yeah. It's like no reason to when to I. Have- <laughs> this is the difference between living with a woman and without a woman. When, <laughs> when I went away to college, my mom bought me one Costco container of toilet paper. Yep. Then I moved in with two men, and I lived with them for a year. Then yep. I lived alone for another like four or five months. And by the time that was over, I still had like ten rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it was it was <laughs> literally more than a year's supply of toilet paper, but now that I live with my wife, whom I love, uh, I buy a big cube of toilet paper at Costco All every other month. Time. Every mm-hmm. other month, we need a new, we need mm-hmm. a new cube. Yeah. Also, I, I found the painting you're talking about. Thank you very much. Okay, peaches, That's amazing. Okay. Yep. So let's go Put down it. to lower floors west. Okay. <laughs> Jump right into it. Here's okay. where all the other things are. Great Hall. <laughs> On the Great Hall, you have one side where it's lit and the other it's not. Oh, my God. How now, did you find all this shit out? Oh, it took... By a, just clicking yeah, everything. just clicking everything. So then, next to that one that you just lit, there are three knights. Tap the one in the middle. Oh, my God. This okay. is game-changing. So now, dungeons, I think there's only one. Let me just look to check. You got the house elf. And yeah, that's it. Okay. Yep. So then we go to Castle Grounds. Scroll the over. Tree. No, the tree I'm doesn't. Learning so much right now. Scroll just past Training Grounds, and there's a stick on the ground to the right of the Whomping Willow. Oh my god. Yep. There, Fang just took it. Yep. Okay. Lower floors east. Jesus. There's uh, a stack of books. No, there's there's a bunch of books on a bench. I feel like such a noob right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a little shocked at how you don't know these things. Okay, and that's I'm, it. I'm a little shocked at how you guys both know these things. Well, I play escape games, and so mm. part of the whole strategy for escape games is click every single inch of your screen oh. and see what it does. Can oh, okay. you, Zach? Can you go to Hogsmeade yet? I don't think so. Because the alley—that's a fun one with the guy oh, shit. down one. the alley. No, I can't go to Hogsmeade. Oh, okay. Oh. So in the alley in Hogsmeade, there's a guy who's waiting to sled. And then when you can go to the Forbidden Forest, you click on the cobweb. Um, oh, that's good to know. Forest. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But yep, yeah, that's all the that's all the extra <laughs> energy I know about. Well, thank you. That, that, that adds. Quite it gives a bit. you. It gives you like ten energy. Yeah. Every time. 10 plus. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good to know. See, there there for a while, I, I I think I talked about it on the podcast, but when I moved out, it like completely um, threw off my normal routine. So <laughs> I, I didn't play my, my nice little Harry Potter game for like a month because just my whole routine was, was gone. We're doing lame stuff like washing the dishes. Right. Well, and, and fapping whatever is, you want. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm, you know, you know, by, by myself, it's like I don't even need to do all that much stuff. I had plenty of time to do it. It was just like working out a routine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like you have to start from ground zero. Like, even though these things still need to be done, like now you're, you're there, like by yourself, not juxtaposed to what everybody else is doing and what their routine is. So like, you just kind of have to figure that out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, I, I, now that my work week is different, there's a lot that's not done around the house. And luckily my (laughs) wife is able to pick up the slack in a lot of ways. But there's still a lot of things where I'm like, ugh. Like it starts with, ugh, why is that not done? And then it's the slow realization of because you didn't have time to do it. Yes. Because <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> yeah, because I went from working, let's be honest, 10 hours a week to <laughs> <laughs> working 30. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... Yeah, and now here we are. With the, I mean, I make more money. I've got a lot of Christmas gifts already. Do oh, you, guys, you bastard! Do you guys start early? We try to. We have been like because of the timing of this show this year, we have not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like last year, we got everybody Echo Dots because they went on sale real easy, real quick. Oh, the oh. year before, <laughs> we got everybody shit from Disneyland because we were there, or from the Disney website. You know, like we got my mom's family like matching sweaters and shit. Um. But not this year. <laughs> we we haven't started at all this year. So this year I got a real healthy start in August. And then by September I was done with everyone I live with. And oh, wow. I had a good amount oh, wow. for everyone else. That's impressive. Yeah. And so <laughs> now I'm working on like all the tertiary stuff. Because I don't because I don't want to think about it. I think even harder about it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I'm going to get this done and out of the way and then not. Yeah. So by the time black Friday comes around, I'm like, yeah, that's cute. I'm just going to look for deals on things that I just want for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm currently doing that now, bypassing, looking for people for other things, for other things, for people. Mm. I'm like, what kind of knife do I want for myself? Mm-hmm. No, it's bad news to get a knife. <laughs> I, I literally just bought one. <laughs> I did Black Friday once, but ever since I started working, um, just the way the schedule has fallen, I've always worked the day after Thanksgiving. So Uh, I've only done Black Friday that once. Sure. And honestly, that was... Um, I don't know if we can call him friend of the show because he doesn't listen, I don't think, but our me and CJ's good friend Matt. Oh yeah. He he wanted to get something at um Best Buy one year. And so, and so I, I pity because no one else wanted to weigh out there with him. So I went out there at like eleven PM with him and stayed out there all night. To an actual physical Black Friday? That's insane. Yeah. Oh, our friend Matt is Mr. Black Friday. That is his <laughs> he he shines. Yeah, I don't know if he does it too much anymore because you know, like like all of us, he's he's getting to be an old man now. Yeah. But <laughs> there are about three yeah. solid years where I yeah. went to Black Friday with our friend Matt, um, because I didn't care and I wanted to hang out with my friends, and so yeah. I just went. I literally just went to help him. Like he would give <laughs> me a list of things to go find, and then we would yeah. meet at the register. Yeah. Cool. Like that year, that was basically it. Like, you know, me and him raced to one specific area because he wanted, I forget what it was. And it was basically whoever got there first would grab it and he would end up buying it. And then, you know, we hit up like two or three different stores 
it was insane. It was fun, but it's like, oh god! And like that year, it was like super cold. It, like I was wasn't dressed. It was like 30, 30 degrees at like four in the morning, and it was like, oh my god! Yeah, he's yeah. totally. No, thank you. He's totally Mr. Black Friday. Where not only does he have a plan about which store he's going to, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> which store, and he's got a battle plan. He's ready. Like you go hit the crock pots in aisle four and I'll be getting as many glitter pins as I can in aisle two and you're just like you're just along for the ride like he's got he's got the whole thing figured out old Matt old Matt on Black Friday apparently we used to be part of his stand up routine where he would talk about our um, Black Friday things and he would like give us each a role where apparently my role was the charmer where I would like trick people into not buying things or something. I don't know. A lot of it was based on pretending that things happened. <laughs> don't remember much of that, but you know, Hey, whatever it takes for comedy. Yeah. Oh man. So I know this is a bit of a throwback, um, from like half an hour earlier. But I know <laughs> half an hour ago. Yeah, I know. I know. CJ probably hasn't seen it, but James, um, out of the recent Star Wars movies, what's been your favorite one? Oh, man, I don't know. I I don't think I've seen the most recent one. Like I haven't seen Han, okay, or, or Solo, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the one with with Ray. Is that her name? Yeah. That's the I first. Did not, that's the first new one, right? I did not like the one that involved mostly like starships like shooting at each other. Like I like I watch Star Wars to see people use the Force and to people to see people use uh, lightsabers, right? Like I don't watch Star Wars to watch like like spaceships flying and shooting each other. Well, because out of the new ones, there was. Hold on, I got I got to think for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, the 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 first new one, the Force Awakens. Right, I saw that. One. Then then there was Rogue One. Rogue and One. Then... That one. That Rogue One was the one that I absolutely didn't like because of really? the the starships okay. fighting. Okay. It was like I get it. Like you're you're doing the whole like rebellion thing, right? Or maybe yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm confused, right? Like it's it's the okay, in the hours between. Yeah, it was it was the supposed to be the lead up to the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. Yeah, and that's the one where where spoiler alert, uh, Han Solo dies, right? Rogue One. No, no, no. He he dies in Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so, sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry. (laughs) I'm fine. I was not ever planning on ever seeing any of those movies. Um, so maybe I haven't seen Rogue One. What happened to you? The daughter of Imperial Science. Wait, wait, maybe what? I haven't seen this one. So, so Rogue, 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 Rogue One. Forrest Whitaker? Excuse me? What? Forrest Whitaker? Is Forrest in Whitaker this? in this shit? This lazy I have no idea. It looks look like Forrest Whitaker. No, <laughs> it is Forrest Whitaker. I have not seen Rogue One. Okay, so okay. I, I can't accurately answer this question, but I did not really appreciate The Force Awakens. I felt like there was very little Force used. Saw and okay. era. So if you... I hate Forrest Whitaker. I don't know if you guys know this. I fucking hate him. <laughs> I did not. Tell me why. Why yeah. do you hate Forrest Whitaker? I hate his lazy eye. I hate his performances and everything. 
<laughs> Michael Caine says that Forrest Whitaker has the best Cockney accent that he has ever heard, specifically from a non-Cockney person, but but like just in general. It's fine. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, care. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's the worst person alive. Wait, who is Forrest Whitaker? He's black. He's got and a, he has lazy a lazy eye. eye. Oh, I, okay. There's a picture that I saw on his, Reddit. His, you can probably find this now. Forrest Whitaker and Desert Whitaker. It's hilarious. <laughs> I could believe that's pretty funny. Okay. Forrest he's, Whitaker. He's very, very minimal in Rogue One. I'll say that. Okay. His, his big role was in a movie called The Last King of Scotland where he played Idi Amin. That was his big recent role. He's he's one of the actors that has had like like uh, re re uppings in like his big roles. Yeah, like he like absolutely he started in uh, there was an army film that he was in as a young young man that was a big army film. Um, and he's been like he was in like yeah like a bunch of stuff. He was in Phenomena with with uh, what's his name. John Travolta. They're both Scientologists. I tried to kill Forrest Whitaker once. <laughs> so it's a real fact about me is that I tried to... That was his... His Oscar was Idi Amin in The Last King of Scotland. Yeah. Um, I I accidentally killed Heath Ledger and then... Oh, I remember you <laughs> And then you tried to do it with Forrest. And so then work. I tried to do it with Forrest Whitaker and it, it did not work. So kicking, yeah. He's still around. He was in freaking Black Panther. Much she or Oh, that's right. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was the he was the priest who got killed by by Killmonger. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I, I like that movie, but no, it's a great. I love I yeah. love Black Panther. I think Forrest <laughs> Whitaker's the worst part of it. But uh, so yeah. as I'm searching for Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker Desert Whitaker, one <laughs> of the things is uh, actors who look like Whitaker, and it's. Che, oh my god! Chi, what's his name? Damn it! Doesn't tell me. It just shows me a picture of him. What? Chi is his name. Is it from Chi... Black Panther? No, it's just no. A, it was he was the guy was in um, uh, Pushing Daisies. Is the only thing that I can think of him in. Oh, he is like the Forrest Whitaker that I wish Chi McBride was. Chi yeah. McBride. Chi McBride. Mm-hmm. I love. They Chi actually McBride. look very similar. He's yeah, in a you like... really good episode of Psych. Yes, he's in a lot of Psych, isn't he? Multiples, I thought. No, no, no you're thinking of Gus. Yes. Chi Mc... well, let me they don't look Chi anything McBride, alike, but you're right. Make... I am thinking of Gus. Let me just make sure I'm thinking of the same guy with Chi McBride. Chi McBride, load, load, load. Come on, yep. load. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. He looks very you. similar to Jorge. To... I said Jorge. To uh, Forrest Whitaker. They're the same person. Oh. Oh. Jorge Forrest Google is not loading Chi McBride. How do you spell Chi? C H I. That's what I thought. C H E maybe? No, it's C H I. It's Chi McBride, which is short for something. For some reason, my. Like, oh, my yeah, it loaded it for me. I M D B. Yeah. Can you tell me other things he was in? Because I, 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 oh, I'm God, sure I'm thinking of the right person. But nothing is happening. Kind of a big black man. So mad, big black man. He's kind of fat, right? H- Hawaii yep. Five O. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on. We're we're looking. Uh, uh, Gone in sixty seconds, which was great. A great film. I Robot 
The Terminal, Pushing Daisies, which is a fantastic series. If you've never watched it, it's basically about a guy who can bring dead people back to life for 60 seconds. So oh he's a mortician, God. clearly. Yeah, Pushing Daisies, it's, a, it's, it's so good. It's they yeah they ended it real early. It's in a different universe. I feel like they ended it around the time that they ran out of ideas. Yeah, well they they ended oh, it and really the writers they yeah. were just like oh here it goes oh. we're done now. <laughs> so this show is not gonna oh be it's going it's uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Is it? That's interesting. Yeah. I, that's one that I wish they would bring back or do like a movie of. Because like they left it kind of hanging in the balance. There we go. It finally loaded. Chi McBride. Yes, this is the guy I'm thinking of. I love him. Apparently, Chi is short for Kenneth. So ah, I can't weird. explain why Boston Public ah. is the... Excuse me. How did Chi become Kenneth? I have no idea. Yeah, seriously. Okay. I don't know this guy's life. <laughs> I need you to know everything, CJ. Please. Yeah. God damn. Um, did she McBride? He was born in Chicago, so his okay. nickname Chi comes from Chicago. From Chi Town, sure. So maybe it's Chi <laughs> McBride. Chi McBride. <laughs> so there's a really he's in a really really funny episode of Psych where his name is Craig. Okay. And every time that someone says his name Craig, they do a Friday joke. <laughs> where he corrects That's them hilarious. about it. They're like, and oh, he, what? he corrects them about how you like say his name. They're like, oh, it's Craig over here. And he goes, no, my name's not Craig. It's Craig. Craig. Yeah, Craig? exactly. Like you say, egg. Craig. Craig. Yeah, or or with a, with a short I, Craig. Yeah. yeah. And so and so it's the, throughout the entire episode, it's like him saying Craig in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> No, my name's not Craig. It's Craig. It's Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> anyway, I would rather that he had every single role that Forrest Whitaker ever had. He is. <laughs> so there's, there's a level of humor with everything that she does. She McBride. Yeah, he's funny does. as hell. Yeah, but, but Forrest Whitaker is, is like a negative humor. Like he's lack of humor. Even in shit that's supposed to be funny, he's not funny. Forrest Whitaker doesn't get the joke. He's a bad Correct. actor, and his eye is lazy. His eye is fake. It's not <laughs> fair that it's lazy. It's fake. It's is glass. He... Wait, are you serious? Does he have a glass no, eye? I no, don't, I don't know, but it looks like it is. It doesn't move like the other one does. It sags. It sags like a motherfucker. Forrest, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You have a saggy eye. No, he has you. a... No, fuck him. Well, <laughs> in, in, in Rogue One, he plays someone that very fucked up anyway, so it doesn't matter if he has a lazy eye or not. Have you seen Ghost Dog, though? Because Ghost Dog was brilliant. Ghost Dog? No. <laughs> I've never even heard of this until now. It was the shittiest movie of all time. Actually, no, I lied. Uh, Wait, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai? Yeah! <laughs> Hang on, did, yes. you, did you just say Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai? It's the, it's the full title of the <laughs> film. Googled it. I googled Ghost Dog, and the only result that came up was Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, is a 1999 American crime action film written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. Jarmusch, yeah. Jarmusch. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker stars as the title character, the mysterious Ghost Dog, a hitman in the employee of the mafia who follows the ancient code of the samurai. <sighs> <laughs> he does. It's brilliant. 
and he's like like silent, but it, but he kills people with the fucking sword instead of a gun. <laughs> it's so bad. It's really bad, but not as bad as that shit that he did with John Travolta, where they're aliens from Cyclo. I can't remember what it's called. Hold on. Wait, what? Forced by the Curry and John Travolta. Yeah. Apparently, he go. suffers from a hereditary condition known as ptosis. Okay. I don't know sure. if you guys have ever heard oh, of ptosis. Battlefield Earth. Okay. Battlefield is this Earth. what you're thinking of? Battlefield Earth is the worst movie of all time. Yeah, it, it has, has a complete part of ten on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. It stars Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah, and, and John Travolta and Barry Pepper, who is an amazing actor, by the way, if we're talking about actors and their merit. I'm Barry fine, Pepper I'm is among them. Forrest Whitaker has a condition known as ptosis, and ptosis is a drooping of the upper eyelid. It's known as lazy eye. <laughs> oh, okay. I have no. that, too. From certain angles on camera, I look like I have Down syndrome. I learned that in my acting for the camera class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I offend anyone with Downs. I'm on blackdoctor.org, so I, everything I'm going to say is going to be offensive. <laughs> How did you end? I googled <laughs> Forrest Whitaker lazy eye, and I ended up on blackdoctor.org. How dare you? That's racist. Symptoms: <laughs> dropping of one or both eyelids, increased tearing, or tearing probably, impaired vision. I, yeah, yeah, there it is. Every single goddamn picture of him, he's got his lazy fucking eye. And what's funny is that's the best camera angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was in a theater and there, was, there, there used to be this little ad that would play before a movie. And it was Forrest Whitaker like giving a speech and then someone's phone would go off. And then they would, like, turn it off. And the whole thing was about, like, turn off your phone because you're watching a movie, dumbass. And so I was, in a, I was in the movie theater watching a movie. And that thing started playing. And I just started going off about how, I, how much I hated Forrest Whitaker and his lazy eye. <laughs> and this 58-year-old white man in front of me with a beard down to his, the bottom of his nipples turned around... And he said, hey, kid, don't knock the lazy eye. Did he have a lazy eye himself? No. I think oh. for him it was some kind of talisman. Like oh. like Jerry Garcia's missing finger. Like He, he, he just thought, <laughs> he, for some reason he thought it brought the magic to Forrest Whitaker's. He it does. Like Without it, he wouldn't have any roles ever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but apparently um, it's well loved. Well, I'm, I'm glad I got uh, started on this discussion of Forrest Whitaker's lazy eye. But the the main reason I brought this up is because Rogue One, I think, is the best of the Star Wars films. Oh, see, I missed I missed this it. whole conversation because I was getting more water, and I just came back. And you're talking about Forrest Whitaker, and then I got mad. No, 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 there wasn't much of a conversation. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think I asked James what... He, I think he's muted right now, but I think I asked him what his favorite of the new Star Wars films was, and then we kind of just evolved into this discussion of Forrest Whitaker. Exactly. I, a little I bit drunk. About how I, I didn't like Rogue One, and Zach, apparently and, that was your favorite one. How come? Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I, I just think it wasn't like a normal Star Wars movie. It was like, I don't know. It, it wasn't like so focused on like the Force and the Jedi and all that shit. And it was more See, like a war movie. That's what and I so, look for in a Star Wars movie, though, is the Force you want lots and the of Jedi. Force. If I want a war yeah. movie, I'll watch fucking yeah. Saving Private Ryan. No, no, no. I, I, I agree to to an extent, but I don't know. And like the force always seems like cheap to me, and so Rogue okay, One. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like, you just have the Jedi, and they're like these, like supposed to be like so perfect and all that. And they're uh, not perfect by any means. No, no, no. They're... Yeah. <laughs> but like, like that, that's like the ideal that we like strive to be. Sure. And and in the movies they they try to like portray it like they they are except for like a couple people, right? Well, that's the whole draw, right? Like yeah. in order to use the force properly, you have to be separate of like love and like fear. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like a, a Jedi craves not these things, right? But then, like, of course you can't because you're just human. So you, yeah. you're gonna love people and you're gonna fucking fear things, right? But yeah, that you're like inhibits a your yeah. right, right. So that inhibits your ability to use the force unless you fucking use that. And then if you use that, it becomes the dark side. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, as an adult, like, I don't really like most of the Star Wars movies except for one. Like, I've watched that, like, a couple times. But as an adult, I don't think I've watched any of them more than that's one. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Because it's the one that you like the force the least. Yeah. But I was never, like, a big Star Wars fan. I mean, that's fair. So I was just kind of curious to see where everyone else kind of kind of sat on that. What are your thoughts on Star Trek? It, like I don't know, it's okay. Like <laughs> it's pretty good. Like the movies are kind of crap. The I've watched about half of Next Generation, and that's it. Um, that's I mean right. to eventually watch some more of it, but I just haven't quite found the the time to do that. That's fair. That's well, I've always that was, been like, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that was for a while was uh, just like background fodder. Like when, as soon as it came on Netflix that we were both like, okay, sweet. Like, cause it's one you don't really have to pay attention to, but it's like, all right, it's good for the background. Yeah. Like I've, I've watched about like half of the next generation and like a lot of the episodes are like bad. Yeah. They really <laughs> are. There's, like, some that are, like, good, like, really good, like, really make you think, but some of them are just, like, oh, my God. Yeah, why they either lay the foundation this? or they just further the the existence of their, you know, the Enterprise in its own, like, universe. Yeah. So I, I've watched about half of it, and then I kind of stopped. I yeah. mean to rewatch most of that, and, uh, or not rewatch, but start where I left off. Cause I kind of know where I left off, and then really watch some of the other ones. But see, I've yeah. never actually watched any of the other Star Warses or Star Treks. Sorry, uh, Next Generation is is literally the only like base of knowledge that I have for Star Trek. I've watched almost all of the movies. I mean, okay, that's fair. I've watched all the movies. Oh, well, except for the most recent Star Trek movie, I haven't seen. Oh, I, that's actually my favorite of the most three recent ones. Oh, yeah? But I think it's, like, not very well-liked, so I won't conv- try and convince anyone. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what, was, what was the thing that you liked about it the most? 
Ooh. What the hell? Like, why for you is that one of the best movies, the best Star Trek movies? I might be a little bit too drunk to answer that. Let me try and think. It's a long episode, by the way, you guys. We're, we're at almost two and a half minutes, or two and a half hours. <laughs> two and a half minutes of talking? This is ridiculous. <laughs> too long. Yeah. Too long. No, but for the way that we record the show, um, the longer we go, the, the uh, less that we can actually be helpful <laughs> story of my life, <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't know I think it's just the, the they like split all the characters up and they kind of force them to interact a little bit more with characters that they didn't interact with in the other movies that I thought was okay that's fair in a way yeah and it kind of took some of the the spaceship stuff out of it early on Interesting. Or like interact on on more of a even playing field, a planetary level. As yeah, you want. yeah. I thought that was that was interesting compared to the the first couple movies, which were just about the spaceship itself. Yeah, which I know a lot of a lot of Star Trek fans like. That's the main draw. But, right. Right. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. CJ, what do you think about Star Trek? I have nothing to add because <laughs> I don't really care about Star Trek. As have you watched any of them? I mean, including I've, the old ones with Captain Kirk. I I have seen Star Treks, and I was talking to Zach about this at some point. Where I I've never seen like an episode of Star oh, Trek. Yeah. Okay. I've I've seen, a podcast that the two of us listen to. He convinced me to listen to one of the one of the episodes where they specifically talked about Star Trek. Huh. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you for making the 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 funny um, pronunciation, Star Trek. <laughs> That's more a Roderick on the line thing. They st- they talk about Star Trek, but um, so yeah, I've never really I've never watched an entire episode of any Star Trek. I've seen <laughs> clips. I've seen lots of clips in my life. I so I have an idea of the the feeling of the show. I also was tuning you guys out, so I do not know what you were talking about. <laughs> That's perfect. You'll, you'll hear it later in editing. It's great. Yeah. You, yeah. You're assuming a lot there about, <laughs> <laughs> about how the, much I listen to the US. show when I edit and then put it out. <laughs> you should. It's great for background fodder. Like, now that we're not, like, living in the 90s anymore, uh-huh. it's kind of like, okay, like, technology has already surpassed the shit that you're saying in Star Trek. Mm. But, like, it's great for background stuff. Oh, okay. So you weren't talking about our show. No, say, do you not, listen no, to was, our show? Because I'm pretty sure none of the three of us listen to our show. I tried it no, first. But... Not, a, not I, at least. I don't have to. I wish I could listen to podcasts. I wish I had a job yeah. wherein podcast listening was allowed or uh, eligible. It's the, it's the wrong word. Ours See, comes out my... every Friday morning. I okay, thank you. I just can't do it. Yeah, that's fine. Most... I, have to t- I have to type stuff, so I have to listen to either music yeah. or nothing. <laughs> yeah, I can't listen to any sort of podcast at work. But normally, like at least a couple times a week, I walk on the um, the levee by my apartments, and so that's a good couple hours where I can listen to podcasts or whatever. Sure. And, you know, I live alone, so whenever I want to, I can write right. on podcasts or whatever. I have to filter it through my wife. 
And most of the time, <laughs> she's just like, no, I don't want to listen to anything. I want to watch TV. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's yeah, definitely that's a thing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you should get a cat and see what he likes to listen to the most. <laughs> no, no, I, I prefer to just see what I like to listen to. But, <laughs> yeah, but see, cat. the thing is, like, normally I don't like. We always record on Sunday, so I always work early on Mondays, so I never right. get completely blasted. So I always somewhat remember. So it's like, hmm, do I listen to, re-listen to what I already kind of remember talking <laughs> about? Or do I listen to one of the other, like, five podcasts that I'm starting to try to listen to since you even, just turned on the podcasts? Even if I work early on Mondays, I get super blasted when I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate being hungover so much when I work um, in the morning. It, it's all because... about hydration before you go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I also hate waking up in the middle of the night to go pee. Yeah, that's that's lame. Oh, so, gentlemen, gentlemen, I have a middle path for you. What's I, that? What's and that? that middle path is that here's what I do during the podcast is I drink shots of whiskey. Uh-huh. Okay. I chase them with water. Interesting. Okay. How much? Um, I pour myself 32 ounces of water. Oh, shit. Over two okay. glasses at the beginning before oh, we start. Okay. Tonight That's has been a long night. Tonight's, tonight's <laughs> been very long. We've been recording yeah. for about two and a half hours now. I have gotten myself another 16 ounces. So where does that put me? Shit. Uh, 48. 48. 32. <laughs> yeah, 48. So I'm at 48 ounces of water. <laughs> You're very good at math. Um, <laughs> I usually pee twice while we're recording. But you, uh-huh, I peed three times. I you, win. Yeah, you win. <laughs> so you guys don't know that. I peed once. Yeah. So for every <laughs> shot of whiskey I have, I drink a fair amount of water. Plus, yeah. I just I just drink water because water's good. Um. So by the time I go to bed, um, you're fine. I'm hammered, but I'm also yeah. fine. Hydrated. Really well hydrated. Yeah. You're so much better than me. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow with a fat hangover. It's not going to happen. I might have a headache, but it, it'll be fine. Headaches yeah. are fine. I'll, I'll like, wake up in the morning a little bit groggy for the first like 10 minutes, but I'll be fine. Because <laughs> I, I actually, it's funny you mentioned your, your routine you go through, because I actually have a, a paid app for my my hydration. So I, wow. make, sure, I make sure that I drink at least um, about two and a half to three liter, liters of fluid a day. Dude, that guy's making bank. Like I'm gonna just tell people when they hydrate. Yeah, no, it just now it, it guilts me every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't drank water in two hours. You need to sip. It's yeah, a, it's a yeah, really easy much. app. Like when people are like, "Hey, should I drink water?" and then you say, "Yes." Yes, and then yes, you should <laughs> always. Yeah, no, it basically just asks for a couple basic measurements like height and weight, and then it pretty much from there determines about how much you should drink per day, and then you input it. But if you like forget to input something or if you don't drink it's like hey and it gives you all these stats about how important maintaining hydration is to huh. convince you to drink yeah why could i not have thought of that like fucking three years right. ago? right <laughs> that's a great it's a great model for making money <laughs> see hey, I, you had vitamin c today you should have some vitamin c <laughs> orange so right now it's eleven thirty-seven p.m i am going to Jesus. text my aunt in a, when we get off, which I assume is going to be in the next few minutes, and um, 
say, hey, can we hang out in the next couple of days? But then my next couple of days are just like hanging out with my daughter and not doing much. So I plan on getting very drunk every night. I'm jealous so bad. I Tomorrow I have to get up in the morning and go to Kaiser to take a piss test mm. so that I can get AGT medication. And then I have to go to Sacramento to uh, the Mormon thrift store called uh. the DI. Desert Ugh. Industries, yep. And then I have to go to some army surplus stores to see if I can find bowls for this show. Then I have to come back and record all of the audio recordings that I was supposed to do today, but <laughs> purposefully said, no, I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> and then I have to go to rehearsal. I fucking, I'm jealous of you, and I hate you a little bit. awful. Yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah, so even though I'm on the hook for Annie, I'm not really that on the hook for Annie. No. So I, no. um... I'm not going to think about Annie tomorrow. I have just been been suckered into being the assistant director what? for nice, nice Work If You Can Get It. What? That's me. Yeah. And so he wanted me as stage manager, but he also offered assistant director. And I was like, I would love to assistant direct for you. I'm not going to stage manage for a 30-member cast show. And yeah. fucking <laughs> stage managing is the worst. You have to schedule 30 people to be at rehearsal. And then you have to be there every day for three months. That's the thing that I loved about... Well, Dennis is finally growing balls. (laughs) He's had them for a while. He just... Like, the board didn't back him up. He would throw his balls on the table, and they'd be like, no, fuck you. And he'd be like, okay, put them back in my pocket. No, 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 no. No, no. no. I'm talking Coleman. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Zach, this this is a little more than... I'm not going to explain all of it. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have to explain all of it, but what, like, what theater group are we talking this about? This is the current Ridiculous. artistic director of Stockton Civic Theater. Okay. Went and had lunch with as the long guy. As, we can, as long as you can explain it without, without ditching our whole two and a half hour episode. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm going to leave everything in that I say. Yes. Because perfect. I'm going to edit it tonight before I go to sleep and then oh, upload it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. So... The guy who's currently artistic director of SCT went and had lunch with the guy who used to be artistic director of SCT like five years ago. Happens on a regular basis, mind you. Yes, that's true. But so (laughs) used to guy was like, hey, turns out I don't have a set designer anymore for my show that's coming up because that (laughs) set designer was the guy who resigned and who now I am trying to clean up the mess of. And he was like, so I don't have a set designer. What are you going to do about it? And the current artistic director said, hmm, sounds like your problem. (laughs) Yeah. He also did that show with regards to stage manager. And that's why he fucking texted me. And so, but thankfully he included the option to be uh, assistant director. And I was like, yes, would love to, because the way that it works for those of us who are non-theater people, in order to direct a show, you have to be assistant director at least once. No. I know. I know. I that's what they tell you. people. That's what it says that's on what, paper. But right, no, that's right. not actually know, the case. I fucking know. But like, <laughs> but so in order for the board to approve you as a director, they, they're going to be like, well, what have you directed? What's your experience? Right. Which I have applied to be on the board of directors now four months ago. And nothing. Nobody's contacted me. Nobody. And, and people. Can I say hear like, oh, you yeah. will be there soon. 
That's what I right. hear. That, I hear that's you. What I hear also, your your appointment now for is imminent. Months. Yeah, that's what that's what I've heard also. Not that it really matters. What I think is going to happen is I personally think that the the current board president is waiting until they decide their next season mm. and announce their next season before she invites me onto the board because she doesn't want my vote to matter. Mm, she's going to be really termed matters. out before you know it because she's, right. well, she's and, almost and, done. And Dennis, the artistic director, says, no, no, no. There's There's no pre-thought that goes into that. The only precognition that goes into that is she didn't want you to have any sort of say in what happened to the current technical director who is now gone. Right. And I'm like, okay, fine. But like, still no one's calling me. And then he's like, yeah, they, they just keep forgetting. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I really don't care that much, you know, uh, but it's just a thing that, you know, it, it's a matter of principle. Yes. So regardless, no one's calling me. No one's banging down my door to be on this board of directors. But this, this man who used to be the artistic director has now asked me to be either his stage manager or his assistant director. <laughs> And I said, okay, I'll be the assistant director because stage managing is much, much harder of a job. <laughs> and he also doesn't need an assistant director. You can show no, up doesn't. a third of the time and he'd be happy. Yeah, right. Correct. And that's that's what I'm aiming for. That's my goal <laughs> in this entire thing. Showing up a third of the time and having my name stamped on it as being assistant. And, mm -hmm. you know, my whole life philosophy is like you can learn anything from anybody, even if it's not the thing that they intend to teach you. You can oh. learn things. I mean, this guy. This guy sucks, Zach. Here's, He's here's terrible. This, He's this guy sucks. He sucks a lot. <laughs> However, there's plenty to learn from him. Yeah, he, he, correct. He doesn't suck so much that there's nothing to learn from him. There's a good amount to learn from him. He just sucks, and you don't want to be <laughs> him. Terrible. Right. He was on Broadway, but he was a conductor on mm, Broadway. Mm, but but he came I mean, here even, to Stockton, and he was like, people like, oh, he's a, he's a director. What? No, don't what? don't put that on his resume. Him being on Broadway. I mean, he he just so, not okay. merit that being to on be his fair, resume. <laughs> I was watching PBS one time, and the production of Sweeney Todd with Angela Lansbury was there. Yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, this man's face was there as the conductor, and I was like, "The fuck!" Like yeah. I know that guy as an old man. What is going on here? He's incredibly <laughs> talented. My first my first audition for SCT, I showed up without sheet music. Yeah. And I was like, I want to... Oh, and I also showed up on callback night. And I was like, I'm going to audition yeah. for the show. And he was the director of the show and the musical director. And he was like, okay, let's do a musical audition. Um, what's, what song did you bring to audition with? Like what sheet music did you bring? And I was like, I didn't bring anything. And then to his credit, he was like, well, name a song that, you know, so I named one. He was like, I know how to play that. And yeah. so we started, we started the song. I started singing. He goes, you need to be in a different key. So then he just started <laughs> playing it in a different key because he's incredibly talented. Yeah. With music, he completely knows that language. Like he, music yeah. is a language of, a, of an in and of itself. And he's completely proficient in that language. He just but sucks as a director. person. He sucks as a person. Yeah. Oh, beyond being a piano terrible. player, he's <laughs> piano player. Awesome. Everything yeah. beyond piano player. Kind of shitty. Oh, really shit. vocal too. like last, like this most recent Willie awards. <laughs> I sat directly in front of him and Barbara Crocker, who is the theater's like Ooh. pretty much funder of things. Yes. Like she's the, like the highest bidder. She pays like, you know, 
fucking 15 grand from the Crocker Foundation every year for them to do whatever show she wants. And she, like, pulls her weight. Yes. But, like, so, like, the Willie Awards is literally just a circle jerk of everyone who's been involved in Stockton Civic Theater for the whole year, like, congratulating themselves and patting themselves on the back. And, which is fine. But, like, he, at one point, literally during this last Willie Awards, they both booed out loud. Mm, boo! Boo! Yikes. <laughs> the funniest shit because they were serious. Ugh. They were absolutely serious about, like, their opinion mattering and fucking people needing to know that they were booing the shit that was going on on stage. It was fucking, it was really, really funny. I laughed so hard. But, like, people get offended by that shit. Yeah, so it's like that's the stuff that we deal with. There's a lot of people thinking Jesus that they're a lot Christ. more important than they are. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Fully. this just sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, why the fuck would you want to deal with this shit? Well, because ultimately it's political. Because ultimately, in order for me as a, a non-educated person to come and direct a show, I have to show the board of directors that I'm willing to fucking deal with this nonsense, A, and B, that I am that I have learned under the tutelage of this fucking mastermind. Jesus. <laughs> right? And it's not even that I want to direct a show that badly, but I'd like to be considered. Sure. Know? I'd like to direct. There are some shows that I'd like to direct. There's some shows that I absolutely don't want to touch. But, you know, there are some that I'd like to direct. Yeah, and it's you just have to play the game. And Zach, this is why I now I just I've gotten to a point in my own professional life where I don't do anything that is not paid. Right, correct, and that's what's smart. If well, not, why would you? Yeah. It, it, well, James does everything that's not paid because James oh, yeah. loves the craft more than I do. Okay, because I'm a nice person, really, and because I can't say no four times, I'll say no three times. Because fuck you, <laughs> the fourth time. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> well, like I can see, yeah, no, I can see like a little bit of unpaid stuff to help help out a little bit because, yeah. Lord knows I've done that, but anything more than like a, you know, fifteen twenty minutes, that's like too much. See, I've done yeah. I've done my share of the unpaid because I've done a lot of unpaid, but it's three months. But at this point, Jesus. yeah. But since <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I mean, I'm thinking about years. Around 2014, yeah, 2014 is when I so four years. stopped. Four and a half almost. About four and a half years is when I stopped do, doing anything that was unpaid. Right. I firmly believe, because of my work in this show specifically, they need to start paying the props person. I this is so much of you. my outside life that has just been devoted to this show, and I'm getting nothing for it. <laughs> this, is, this is a stand oh, I made during... Uh, uh, during what? Well, I had to wait until I had done a musical and a straight play for sound design. Because it used to be that the musical sound designer made $800. Holy shit! Yeah. And the straight play sound designer made $0. Right. That's how it used to be, Zach. Jeez. (laughs) I I had to wait until I had done both in order to bring to the board, hey, um... <laughs> it's the same amount of work and the same amount of time that I'm dedicating to this shit. I just did a show where I had 150 sound cues. Yeah. Yeah. 
150 separate sound cues I had to do, and I got paid zero dollars for that. I have literally 102 props that have to be made or procured by myself, and I'm getting oh zilch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That like, just yeah. yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, so I could go to rehearsals and shit for this, like yeah. to see what the play is doing, and to like fucking yeah, put my input on it. Like it's it's a lot more time and a lot more effort. Well, James than just. Zach James is criminally good at his job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he's, he's he's much better than most people are at his job. So with sound design, I had to wait until I had done both jobs to be able to go to the board and say, "Hey, for this one of these jobs, of I got paid eight hundred dollars. For this other job, I got paid zero dollars, and I worked nine times harder yeah. on the zero dollar job than I did on the other one. So I made them switch." to 400 for a musical and 200 for a straight play which ends up saving them money but also costing you shit <laughs> yes but it was it, the at the time the compromise was um thank you for paying me right right so and Dennis apparently Dennis says in the professional world all of the props are the responsibility of the set designer that makes like sense. Like the set designer okay's everything. And that I'm like, sense. cool. But like realistically in real life, like I'm I was supposed to be taking a break right now. Yeah. I was supposed to just be doing the fucking the soundboard when they came with the microphones, but instead you couldn't find the props designer. So here is me yep. just volunteering my time. Which is cool, but like also like I'd like to you know a little bit of compensation. No, like props, props like should money. make four hundred dollars. You should make four hundred dollars to do the props. Even if they paid me a hundred dollars, I would be like, okay, like that's something. That's that's some compensation of my time. It's not enough. It's not at all minimum wage for the amount of hours that I'm putting into this. Speaking but of yes. my capacity as quote unquote acting technical director, you should right. make four hundred dollars for doing that job. I um, agree. Also, on paper, I am not acting technical director. This is a conversation I had with my wife last night. <laughs> yeah, I heard Craig congratulate you for that for your new job, and you're just like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, it's not that, but thank you anyways. On paper, my job is over hire, which yeah. is the same as that guy, Chris Meyer, which means – and Zach, it's the same as when we brought your brother in. Yeah, okay. it's literally like independent contractor. Like on, on on paper, my job is guy that they brought in to take <laughs> garbage and put it in the dumpster. The same as Zach. Yes, the oh, same as Zach's shit. brother. That is my job on paper. That's what I meant. Yeah, Kyle, not Zach. Kyle. Yeah. Um, Kyle, if you're a listener, I'm sorry for saying your name. No, I don't think he listens to No, that. he does not. <laughs> not in, yet. In reality, my job involves a, a lot more us. things like I have to approve everybody's timesheets before they're uh, <laughs> sent in. It's, it's, payday, uh, it's payday tomorrow, and so we all turned in our, our timesheets yesterday, and part of my job was to just glance on them. I, I didn't need to like sit down with my spectacles and really like get into things with my calculator. But you had to sign it. <laughs> but... I didn't have to sign it, but I did have oh. to look over them and just go, okay, yep, that yeah, adds up. That, that that makes sense. <laughs> that makes total sense. Okay, you did you did this many hours, you did this many hours. Okay, that makes sense. And so that doesn't for me that doesn't sound like an overhire. That sounds like an actual hire. 
yeah. Sounds like a managerial position. Yeah. <laughs> but and I'm sure it would be if you were just like, yes, I can be here all of the times that you need me. But instead, oh, you have if, another job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I were to say, hey, I can work 40 hours a week for you, I have the job. Yeah. 100% you do. I can't say I'm that sure. because uh, they are a third priority below right. family oh, and actual job. And then family. Yeah. Which is cool, but it uh, yeah, it's not the same as having a full job. Could you do both? Could you be like, yes, I'll work for you the only hours that I can and still have it be full time? Currently, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> So we'll see if they agree that they like that. I think they do. I think they will. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure a you're a lot less. Yeah, well exactly, and you're better than the alternative. Yeah. And the previous for yeah. certain. Yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> I'm okay with having the job, but they have to be okay with um me having not your own time. prioritizing them. Right. Yeah. Right. Woo! We're at almost three hours, guys. God damn. Yeah. Yes, this we might are. be one of our long, longest episodes that we've done. It's okay. <laughs> Listeners, you're welcome. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drunken drunkenness. Yeah. Drunk it. Yeah. Yeah, the last like hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have stopped drinking a long time ago, but yeah. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say we should call it and then yeah. I can edit this and upload it <laughs> and go to bed. All right. I will say damn. Yeah. You you're <laughs> dedicated, man. Yes, you are. I love having this show. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I really do. It's good for me. No, I I look forward to this to Sunday nights, yeah. 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 Agreed. Likewise. I'll, just, I'll I'll let you know that I'm looking at and at this as soon as I'm done saying this to you guys, I'm going to hit the end call button. So all Perfect. right. Okay. I'm looking at a meme right now of Forrest Whitaker. And it's a it's just a picture of him looking real serious. It's probably from the phone booth, which is one of his worst movies. God. Agreed. And it says I E Y E I do get tired. 